0: What's up, my homies? Hello. Hello. We are in Iowa. We're in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Today I'm on tour with Brett Newski, so it's a unique day. Um, No Matt Spottle, but I've got possibly two of the most interesting people in the world, one of them being my (laughs) best friend and also occasional butt buddy, Brett Newski, and the uh, infamous sweet Chucky B. Hello, hello. we're out here in his turf, on his turf, on Charles' turf, um, plowing across Trump land. We're now six days into the seven days. Yeah, it's been a week now since Trump has been inaugurated. Um, Full red state here. Yeah, all the way. Big time. Wisconsin mm-hmm. went red for the first time since Reagan. Brutal. That was exciting. Savage. So everybody is really, really pumped about that. Um, Anyway, um, one of the things that we talk about on the podcast, for one, this is called As Is. Uh, if you look around, it's pretty ghetto. We've got two mics attached to one stand. There's fucking cables everywhere. We've got one. Uh, the microphone I'm talking into now is hanging from a chandelier. So uh, we're living up to the name of the podcast. There's thing. also a
1: sock on your microphone. Yeah, there
0: is. And I said it was clean. But it's now that I'm close to mm. it, I can tell that it's not. <laughs> Some
1: call them socks. <laughs> I call them cum safes.
0: Ooh, there it is. Lock it away. So, um, one thing that Matt and I talk about on the podcast, pretty much every podcast is going to have a segment on cars. hmm Because it's not that we're, like, huge car enthusiasts. We're not. But we fucking love to talk about cars. We love to talk about cars breaking down. hmm Old cars. Yeah. Like... It's fun. Anyway, anyway, so uh, the reason why I'm going here is because Sweet Chucky B has a fucking titty balls car. Primo. It is okay. What is it? Go. I'll let you take it from here. It's for a this.
2: 1988 Volkswagen Cabriolet, and it's uh, it's from before they were doing the soft top. Yeah, soft top. <laughs> so I mean, all Cabriolets are soft top. They were designed by uh, you know, you've heard of the Carmen Ghia. The Volkswagen. They, no, what's the Carmen Ghia? So the Carmen Ghia isn't even sexier car. It's tiny. It's really nice. So, Volkswagen, they needed, a, they were, their cars were like boxy and European and they really wanted, because sexy cars were selling. And so they brought this dude, this Italian designer, Carmen, in. And he... Carmen put, put together a bunch of designs for him. And he, one of the things he did was he took the Rabbit and he made it a soft top. And so, this is a Carmen Cabriolet. And that's why it has the weird name as opposed to like oh, Rabbit okay. or Golf. It was a cabriolet. It was designed by this guy to make it sexier, and he he succeeded. Yeah, I it's mean, sexy
0: to this day. Oh yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and almost uh, twenty years later.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I first one I had was yellow. This one's this one's white, but it's cream dream. Beautiful, fun to drive around. Top takes like twenty. Tell seconds, me, you just said cream down. dream. Cream dream. Oh god. Dream.
0: Okay, so one of one of our listeners is in a. Makeshift band of mine called Hot Target, and the thing that that whole like on our internal threads, I won't mm-hmm. go too deep into that, but on our <laughs> internal threads when we we talk back and forth, Cream Dream has come up many a time. So that well, home for <clears throat> us. this th-
1: car is it. I think most people, you know, the 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 common man would not see that as a sexy car. They would see it as a piece of shit.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I got it. I drove home with it. And my cousin was like, "Hey, I come with a matching purse." And I was like. <laughs>
0: and he's yes. dead he's not he's, he's dead anymore. Yeah. yeah
2: and but, it did come with a magic. but that's purse.
1: always more impressive you know you, you you hear those guys or those guys in high school that would park their car and in the backyard and just sit on top of it and be like oh oh wow check out that 32x 3000 double ambassador series grand prix you know mm-hmm. and those people get bone dogs for cars but I've always been more impressed by someone who can buy a a car for like 500 bucks and drive it for
2: two years. And that's That's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. For sure. And we've had this car for like four years. So I mean, this car has cost us like, you know, $300 a year. And every year we keep it, it is cheaper and it runs, runs really well and really happy. We tinker. And that's, that's the other thing, dude, older cars, you can work on those. New cars, you can't do a damn thing.
1: Did they make you know? that on purpose?
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, a long time ago, you'd buy a car from like the 50s, the 40s. It would have to, cu- you know, it came with like a manual on how to do this stuff. It was expected that there would be parts, there would be there would be books on to tell you how to fix this stuff yourself
0: if you needed to. They don't do that anymore. Mm. Well, cars are so fucking advanced now, and a lot of that has yeah. to do with <clears throat> American regulations on cars. I mean, I think it was 2011 or 2012. They now. Um, uh, it's mandatory to have uh, backup cameras and radars built into the bumpers of the cars now. It's crazy. So like they just get more advanced and more advanced, mm-hmm. and it's electronics. It's safer, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> safer, but you know it's driving costs up and stuff like that. But anyway, whatever. I mean, we're all about buying cars for five hundred bucks. Mm. Best yeah. car I ever owned was a nineteen ninety six Toyota Camry. Mm-hmm. Toyotas are one of the best buys that you can you can get for a vehicle. Yeah, for sure, they last fucking forever mm-hmm. does it and make
1: any sense to buy a new car
0: oh no no never Idiots buy, a new, buy car. new cars absolutely no. not. never 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 That's 20
1: grand out. you're paying mm-hmm. it off for the next and then you drive years? off the lot
2: and it's immediately worth like five mm-hmm. dude car, car car salesmen they they're the companies they make their money they make very little off of selling the car they make money off of the money that you pay them when you're financing mm. yeah so, indeed yeah it's it's foolish to buy a new car as my cousin says, the purse one. He says, "Every you know, take a look at the shittiest car you see on the road. The, the worst, crappiest car that was new at one time. Yeah, that was new. Somebody drove that off a lot. So somebody you can, had to buy yeah, it. Yeah, you can pick it up for two, three hundred bucks, or you can pay eighteen thousand dollars new off the lot, and then it's you know piece of crap. One of
1: the other greatest um, American tricks is the. Uh, this is the diamond industry. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Yeah, my brother does that.
1: Sham, mm-hmm. but he makes bank. He's he's yeah. I'm I'm a
2: house husband. I make about zero dollars a year, and that's after taxes. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm poor as hell. Huge student debt. He he owns his own house. He gets people to deliver wood. Aren't you legally dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Should yeah. I not have you on the podcast, man?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's okay. They'll never find me. What's okay.
1: the so? What's the story for the people, uh, sweet Chucky B? Uh, he went to <clears throat> half half a med school. He went to half a med school. Yeah, spent oh, a yeah. lot of dough. Yeah, no, uh, dropped out. Yeah, and uh, you still have the loan sharks coming after you, but yeah, they think they've you're dead. They stopped.
2: They stopped because of the name change, so they ah. can't find me anymore. So the old, the old, the old Charlie's dead. Mm-hmm. Changed my name after I got married. They never call anymore. They but, still call my family. My brother cries and he's like, "He's dead." <laughs> my mom's like, "I don't, I don't know him. We haven't heard from him in like nine years. If you, if you hear from him, please call us. There it is, and tell, tell us. Mm-hmm. So they can try to find me. They can try to find me, man. They're, they're not. They're not.
1: Your parents are team players. They always. Happen. They really are. Yeah. They,
2: they take one for the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they really focused on the end game. They love my brother more because. He's not in debt, and people don't call them asking for money for him. But you know, I don't blame him.
1: One of my favorite Sweet Chucky e. B stories is uh, first time I ever met his parents. I went over to his house, and he had rebuilt the upstairs above the garage um, into you had built it into your own little tree fort, a loft, and it was like yeah. a nice loft. You know, it was finished floors, nice mm-hmm. ceilings, super kickass, nice heated. Like it had a little fireplace. built-in fireplace. Damn. It was great. And so we go up there and Sweet Chucky Bee's dad comes up and Chucky Bee's like showing me around. He's like, "Oh, yeah." Um, and Sweet Chucky Bee's dad is like a very classic Midwestern guy, burly guy with a beard, full you know. Full dad. He's full He's on dad. He's full dad, a little bit of a half lumberjack, mm-hmm. half car salesman you have look. Dad bod?
2: Full dad. He's had dad bod the entire time I've been sentient.
1: <laughs> like my mom has
2: never seen him without a beard. Right. Which seems weird to me. Like you're intimate with a person for like forty years and you've never seen them clean their shaven. face. Yeah. yeah, their face. Never, never seen your face.
1: So anyway, <laughs> um, Charlie's like to me. He's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, this is the it's the new hardwood floor I put in like three years ago." Uh, bullshit, Charlie. His dad says, "You didn't put that fucking floor in." Fuck you, Dad! Charlie said, I totally put the floor in. I put the floor in three years ago. Whatever. Don't listen to my dad. Over here, we got um, the new paneling on these windows I put in a couple years ago. Bullshit, Charlie. You didn't put in those windows. Fuck you, dad. I totally put in those windows. I'm so confused because both are like very convincing. I've seen Chucky B do handyman work. It's highly possible and probable he put in the windows. This is the light fixture over here, Brett. Uh, I put in about a year and a half of bullshit, Charlie. We had to have someone come over here and install that. Fuck you didn't dad, fucking. Get the fuck out fuck of here. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> whatever. Fuck you, dad. Get Go downstairs, dad. And I'm still <laughs> confused to this day as to whatever happened, but he kicked his dad out of the apartment. We resumed. And there were also bricks of weed all over the room that none of them smoked.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just good insulation, you know. <clears throat>
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, my dad had a, uh, my dad had a failed, uh, well, I guess it wasn't failed. He just stopped doing it, but it was a Eastern, Eastern grocery import company. And he like ran a little Eastern grocery thing. And so we had these giant bricks of, uh, you know, like Argilis or Hubba Bubbles. They're Mm -hmm. like Arabic bongs or whatever. Like you put tobacco in those. So we had all these bricks of tobacco and from those, it's it's this weird wet stuff that you have to jam in them, and then you like you have to start a little coal fire. Yeah, and they yeah. set that on top, and <clears throat> so we yeah, had, with hoop- yeah. they do that with hookahs hookahs yeah. yeah 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 same thing exactly. My dad's full of shit. Bullshit, Charlie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, I I don't. <clears throat> but you're at each other's throats. It's like a fun game, or he just likes to give you shit. That's
2: that's just how my dad communicates with me. I guess I had to talk to him about it the other day, and he was like, "I thought this was fun," and I was like. No,
1: (laughs) I'm stressed out.
2: No, yeah, like you know, my dad, yeah, my dad's been a super conservative Republican, and I'm, you know, super super liberal. So, you know, that's just that's just sort of his thing. Trump, Pence, Trump. He did he did not vote for Trump and Pence. But uh, he he like he's like I I'm leaving the Republican Party, and I don't know what he is now. But he's also a Muslim and like he's this big old white dude republican muslim i just don't understand what he's doing i don't i don't get it
0: he doesn't fit the stereotypes <clears throat> yeah
2: no no any he does he take mushrooms as yeah, well should i, mean, I not he have said pot. that
0: yeah it was just no okay. he's fine with that great
2: so i mean yeah it's it's a weird deal it's a weird deal but he, he's a weird guy so i i don't i don't know what you guys what you guys what your relationships with your dads are like but i like for me it was a huge formative experience when i first realized that my dad like in arguments, like we'd argue and he would say something and I'd be like, oh, shit. well, I didn't know that. That was a fact. Wow. And I'd be totally convinced. And I was talking to a buddy of mine and my buddy was like, you know, we we're arguing about something. And he was like, why do you think that? And I was like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, where did you read that? And I was like, oh, my!" I? I was like, no, it's true. And he's like, where did you No, know? Where like, what's the provenance of that? How do you know? And I was like, my dad told me. And he's like, your dad's full of shit. And I was like, no. And then I went and looked it up and I was like, oh,
3: what?
0: It's kind of interesting how you <clears throat> kind of immortalize your dad in a way where it's like. Yeah. I mean, and maybe there's a point in everybody's life where you come to realize that he's not infallible. But when yeah. you're a kid, you're just like, everything he says is true.
2: It's like that, that one, I don't know the song title, but off Californication that like, he's just a man. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that like thing about like sort of deifying a person and knocking them down cuz like it was weird because I'm, my dad always defeated me in arguments and like from that point forward I was like oh you're just making shit up like <laughs> oh like he would just comp- he he does it all the time still where he just fabricates numbers and I'm like stop just we're looking just that so up so he's not wrong we're looking that up yeah and yeah. I'm like look these are the numbers like you know he's like yeah they're way more he's like why are there so many yeah, you know. Yeah, there are no gun deaths in 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 the UK, but there are way more stabbing deaths. And
4: and I, you know, I was
2: like, stop. Like, we looked it up, and I was like, no, like, no, there're no gun deaths. You know, there are like fucking 12, 40... It's like forty gun deaths in the UK every year. In the US, that's like a slow week.
1: Are you proud yeah. to be yeah, American, totally. sweet Chucky B? God,
2: I've never been particularly proud to be. You know, I I think I think pride and like. It's, it's like a like Bill Hicks thing where he's like, like proud to be from a country. Like I flopped out of my mom's vagina here. On like I have soil. no control of this. Like there are things that I like that America has done, but there are also things that I'm really ashamed of. And I think pride, having pride in something as arbitrary as a nation is just, is, is foolish. I, I don't think it's stupid. If people are like, they love their country. I don't think that's stupid. But I think like nationalism is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Just being like rah-rah about stuff. And I mean, you know, like this last election, everybody's at everybody's throats and it was really weird and tense. And it's just because people were just, everybody was just being like super rah, like people weren't listening to each other. People weren't, you know, it's like, yeah, you're this, you know, you're this gun loving trash or, you know, yeah, you're this tax and spend blah, blah, whatever, like whatever people's stereotypes for each other are like they weren't looking at other people as human beings with opinions really too. objective yeah totally and so you could like they 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 couldn't establish an objective and everybody just polarized went to oddsidents harder and harder and harder and then you get a trump that's what happens Boom. but dads am i right dads ultimate dad, dad bod <laughs> yeah. fuck you dad donald trump mm-hmm. you know my my brother thor <laughs> has has a has a real sweet bod now I don't like to say that a lot, but if I were a lady, I'd fuck my brother, I'm, and I mean that from the bottom of my balls. Yeah, fuck that would, yeah. If a I guess, guy. yeah, if I were a dude who was into dudes, I'd fuck my brother. He would, he would not. He tried it, did not like it.
0: He tried men. <clears throat> yeah,
2: yeah, you know, because he's an open guy. But he he used to have a dad bod, and like all a couple a couple of my buddies a couple of my buddies are really into like. Dad, like particularly dudes, like a lot of dudes I know that are into dudes. They're like, I love that dad bod, and they'd come over and they'd be like, oh, I want Thor to be my daddy, all the time, <laughs> all the time. Cause he's just he's got that big old beard. He used to have a big old gut. You know, he started started working out. He's out there right now. He's doing shit right now.
0: Yeah, he's got his hammer. Mm-hmm. He actually he literally has a hammer. Brett, can you grab? Thor is like the straightest <clears throat> guy. Yeah, but he he he
1: he experiments, huh?
2: Yeah, you you know you know they they call him White Hammer in I've heard some circles. Yeah, because of his because of his dong skills at orgy parties. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah, he has. Yeah. claim that.
0: He has some good mm-hmm. orgy orgy stories. Yeah, yeah. this is a, this is like a solid. Uh, he made he made
2: this. Yeah, well, it it came in a kit. It's a giant I hammer. Grew up around with one but hand he, he can't do it. We also have dude. We have our on our our address is a giant. Cement Thor's hammer. That yeah, it says ISIS. Bit, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's supposed to say fifteen fifteen, but instead it says ISIS. I yeah. came home. I I've been first thing the I country, noticed when I pulled up, and I was like, I was like, everybody's <laughs> gonna think you're like supporting jihad or something, dude. And he's like, what? And I was like, that's ISIS. And he's like, yeah. I wasn't very good at making like curves and cement, and I was like. All right, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks there. cool. And yeah, you yeah, it's, it it's cool because it's like you can't lift it. It's Thor's hammer. You can't lift it. It's great. And
0: Thor, he makes a lot of shit. Yeah, like this thing right sitting next to us. Probably can't really see it on the camera. Hey, what's up, Thor? We're talking about you and all your cool stuff. Um, he uh, does aluminum casting of like like Marvel figures. Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly just their heads, but like super super cool. I mean, how how would you describe him?
2: They're like they're those those comic code stamps that were required yeah. because of the that huge that huge controversy in the 30s to the 50s about like how comics were corrupting youth and shit, and they had these like stamps on them that were like these are certified like these don't contain you know your kids can buy these they're safe.
0: It's like an so. R rating or a PG <laughs> yeah, rating. Yeah, so he's for your he's comics. redoing
2: those, but he's making them out of wood and all, they're all found materials. But he, we have this concept called Titswiz. Where we're trying to like we're trying to make like sci-fi objects and stuff related to like comics and movies and stuff, and then we're trying to hawk it at a at like comic comic festivals like comic cons. Yeah, and so we're Titswiz is a is an acronym sort of. I don't know the exact name because it's not an in initialism, it's not an acronym, but it's time traveling space wizards. So it's Titswiz, and uh, we're supposed to be like time traveling wizards. And like we, we go to other dimensions and we bring like treasures.
0: Wizards with ray guns. Exactly. So we and bring, spaceships. yeah,
2: we have like, you know, we have like ray guns that we've made out of like old drill presses and stuff. Is there
1: decent and, money to be made on like the <coughs> Comic Con circuit? Huge well, money. Oh,
2: yeah. It's just Huge money. The booths booth are really expensive and we're like yeah yeah yeah. everything is super expensive there this we had like an object building year last year where we just we didn't make any money we just built stuff and so we're hoping this next year we'll be able to build stuff through toward the end of summer and then this time next year we'll be able to have like uh, um like convert his truck there's that that truck out there is something we were thinking about like being able to like put a rack on it so we can just sort of like have have these crates and we just unpack the crates and like set them on sawhorses and unfold them. And they're like display cases and they're displaying all these like magical objects that people can buy. So, you know, it's, it's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah
0: wizard <clears throat> world, get in on the, they, they come through Madison. Once a year, and then there's there's GeekCon as well, mm-hmm. Madison. Dude, they're everywhere, yeah. and there's
2: just there's a people. Yeah, yeah, they're all over. People want to spend money on stuff that's fun and mm-hmm. lighthearted and kick ass. And would
0: like, that
1: be a good crowd to play um, rock and roll music for? Fucking duh. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. Yeah, they love that it. That makes man. a lot of sense. We
2: should, man. We can come. We can come as wizards and MC or sh- we have like robes and shit. <clears throat> the I have, you know, my robe is that really? I don't know if you've seen it. It's that thick woolen one. And it's like arm length. It has really it has long arms all the way down to the floor. It's
0: like a Jedi robe or a wizard robe.
2: It's a wizard robe, but yeah. we're actually getting Jedi robes as well. Yeah. But like this is like a woolen w- wizard robe, and I actually stole it from God.
0: <laughs> Good work.
2: Yeah, it was. I was in. I was in New Zealand, and I was at this place called Anahata or Center Point. And it during the 60s and 70s, it was a cult, and there was a guy there that was like, "I'm God," and. God ended up doing a lot of illegal. His name was Burt Potter, but he ended up doing a lot of illegal stuff. Uh, the worst of which was was fucking children. But the there it is. The most yeah. There that's <laughs> <Yet> done. <laughs> yeah Yet and, done. Yeah uh, done. But other otherwise he had this like he had all he had like a a little. They had this awesome commune. All it was I mean, a total like. Pant splitter, like amazing. You walk into this place, you're like, holy shit! Like, I've always wanted to have like a commune with my friends, and it was just super ideal. They had like, they had an abattoir for like, you know, slaughtering and holding all sorts of animals, and they had like a nice little, like, huge yard where the animals like could live, and then they had this like, an, a huge art studio. It had a kiln in it. it had this giant like arching roofway that was completely made out of windows. It was all beautiful. It was all hand-built by his, his supplicants. And they had this the giant Lord. dining hall. It was super it was super awesome. And they also had this place where they were supposed to be manufacturing paper, but instead they were manufacturing LSD. And that's, that's what got him busted. There's paper
0: involved in LSD. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly.
2: Well, you need it. You can't make
0: it without, yeah, there you go. without the paper. Like but they weren't <laughs> exactly lying. It was a lie of Yeah. mission. Yeah. You,
4: you kind of feel
1: like dudes who think they're God almost every time do stuff highly illegal.
0: Like idling yeah. kids, the yes. pow- yeah, the it's power goes standard. to their heads.
2: Their power goes to their heads, or they
0: are God. Just like Jared Fogle, he we thought should- he was God mm-hmm. because of the subway commercial. Yeah, should sandwiches.
1: Look up, yeah, like how many people currently refer to themselves as God? Because there's so many cults. You know, they're like
2: they're like five popes right now. Yeah, everybody
1: thinks there's only the one.
2: No, they're like five or six dudes that are like I'm the pope. Yep. Cause yeah, because they're like you know two separate Catholic
1: churches. But some of like- these guys, I and mean, most of them, have <laughs> followings or massive followings. You know?
2: Oh yeah, well, dude, Burt Potter. People like still followed him. He went to jail, and they released him because he was dying of stomach cancer. And he was when I was there. He was like way out in the woods, somewhere unassociated with the place that so I was staying.
0: So he diddled kids, went to jail, <laughs> got cancer, got out, and then you met him, and still was. Oh. I didn't meet him. Oh, <clears throat> his oh, okay. stuff
2: was in storage in the attic because I was. I was like, when I was there, I was like 22.
0: And this is New Zealand.
2: And this is in yeah. New Zealand. So I was like crawling around in crawl spaces and stuff. And I found all these old boxes of like his clothes and no his personal way. items. No And so I
0: stole God's robe. Because I figured... I fucking love you so you much. You wizard powers, you know? I love this man. Bro. <laughs> so now you're like a full-fledged um, deity, wizard.
2: Oh, well, you know, we're we're also converting we're converting the house into a satanic temple. That is something I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, because it's we get um, the
0: satanic temple of Cedar Falls, It's the, it's the Cedar first,
2: first Iowa satanic scientist temple. There it is. Yes. Okay. So we're converting the house into a, a temple. So we're we're doing like we have to do weekly uh, weekly meetings here. We have to have like fellowship here, and. We have to do, like, some community outreach and some community education stuff, which we're still, like, we're building all the material for that and just trying to work and, like, create the infrastructure so that we can just, you know, hit the ground running. But we have to, we're incorporating, then we have to file for 5013C status. So then you don't have to pay taxes? Yeah, and then this will be a parsonage. And all the money we make, we can donate directly to the church, which is a tax write-off. And then we are church members, so we we can be paid for the church, like, for doing church things for the you. church, and that's also tax free. And then we have, um, like, all of the house bills would be paid. All you know, all of that would be any money that goes toward that is 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 tax free. In the system, I, I mm. gotta
0: say that that really, in a way, pisses me off quite a bit. Me too. Because, but I, <clears throat> but I and I know, I know no, that I'm sure too. that it gets under your skin because oh, you God, look around man. at these fucking massive churches that are you know influencing politics and like 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 money going to dark places. And, and all this awful shit, and they're just, they're getting away with it. Think about how much fucking money this this country would have if we taxed churches.
2: Everywhere else in the world, they tax churches. Yeah, they but should, we just, they should be. I mean, it's we, a fucking business. It's, it's
0: a racket. It's it not a racket. business. It's you're a right, racket. You're right, you're right. You're
2: absolutely right. <clears throat> you, are you familiar at all with seed faith? No, so I mean, it's it's old. It's happened for a long time. like Jim Baker did it. Okay. I have a really terrible book by Jim Baker. if you'd like to read it up in the von Presley library. <laughs> but uh, it's it's essentially it's popular now. It's especially popular in like poor communities in in the United States right now. but seed faith is where the the preacher is like, yeah, you you know, you give us you give us ten dollars next week, next month. God is going to give you twenty. You give us a hundred dollars, God'll give you five hundred dollars. You give us a thousand dollars, God is gonna give you ten thousand dollars. And making these falsifiable promises to people that do not pay out, and they're you know, wearing fabulous suits, driving fabulous cars, mm-hmm. living in fabulous houses. We have you know, we have that the first assembly of God church here in town, and they like those they're really super evangelical, nutbag, nutbag Christians, like super crazy. They do if you've ever heard of those plays those Hell's Gates and Heaven's or pardon me Heaven's, Heaven's Gates Gate. and Hell's Flames Indeed. if you've ever, have you ever watched that?
0: Uh, I watched a doc on Heaven's Gate.
2: Well, it's not Heaven's not Heaven's Gate, the cult. But Heaven's Gate is that you know that that dude had the cult where everybody wore Nike's yeah, and then they yeah, killed themselves. Yeah, yeah, It's a play, Heaven's Gates Hell's Flames It's a play. Oh, oh <clears throat> no, no, I'm totally unfamiliar. It's it's just like this cavalcade of just vignettes it's just like short little stories about uh the one that springs to mind is like there's a mom and her, her son has started going to the first assembly church and he's trying to convince her to go and she's like no like you know i i believe that you have to rely on it. so she's there's this minutiae in christianity some people believe you have to rely on acts Some people believe you have to rely on faith alone, and the First Assembly people are faith alone people. And so they have this this little act they do. So this kid is like trying to convince his mom, and she's like, no, no, like, you need to be a good person. It's more important to be a good person than it is to go to church, and the kid is like, no, you have to go to this church, and this is it. And then they die in a car accident while they're talking. and. The kid and the mom are like kneeling on stage. This trap door opens up. These demons erupt out of the floor and they pull, claw the mom into the floor and she's screaming and the kid is crying and sobbing. And then this light pops up in the back and the staircase materializes. And this guy who plays Jesus in all of the plays, like they travel around and do this, this guy playing Jesus walks down and he puts his hand on the kid's shoulder and the kid's like, (laughs) and then immediately stops crying, like smiles. And Jesus is like, come with me, my son. (laughs) <laughs> and they walk up the steps. It's like your mom goes to hell, not because she's a bad person, not because she didn't believe in whatever blah blah blah. Like she's a bad person because she didn't go to our church and she didn't aspire, like, ascribe to our particular faith.
0: Seems reasonable.
2: Totally reasonable. Yeah. Clawed clawed into a burning pit of fire to be tortured for eternity, <clears throat> for a semantic semantic thing. So, yeah, I mean they're 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 bad people, and I they. God, it was like 10 years ago a a, a woman hung herself.
1: But they're coining it
2: <clears throat> and they're making amazing amazing fantastic amounts of money. They they own these huge buildings. They they buy property. They make all the property that they own through the church is untaxed. Whoa. They don't owe property taxes on that mm-hmm. stuff. So you're
1: doing the <clears throat> Satanist Church of of Iowa as a bit of an FU as well?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's I don't want to say it's a protest, but <clears throat> it it is. It is taking advantage of our legal rights, as we are expressing our genuine faith.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Charlie just winked at me. I didn't wink. Yeah, never heard that. I didn't that. see that. You didn't hear that. But but yeah, it, it is. But it you is, you said as as most satanists or all <clears throat> satanists don't even believe in Satan.
2: I, I wouldn't say that while I was being recorded. I would say. I would say that they have, they have a genuine belief in a deity that seems reasonable to a Christian nation and that a Christian nation can't deny exists. Right. And they have, I mean, if you've ever read the tenets of Satanism, like they're, <clears throat> they're pretty great. They are
0: awesome. Like... Pretty humanist.
2: <clears throat> oh, they're superhumanist. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, n- never harm a child. Ne- like that's, a, I mean, if you were God, theoretically and you had to write rules for people to follow <clears throat> It'd be pretty easy to unequivocally say unequivocally say
0: don't, don't her- eat seafood yeah <clears throat> on wednesdays
2: well you know there are I two i mean that's it right that's yeah, all there i mean that's is the important it. one you got to yeah. get that in there
0: number 1 okay number 2
2: well exactly <laughs> well i mean you, you know there are two sets of ten commandments did you know this no there's there's the first set which moses came down he saw people worshiping the cow and he broke and that's a set that a lot of people are familiar with, but then he goes back up the mountain. Those were destroyed. He goes back up the mountain, talks with God, and God's like, hey, let's let's write let's write again we'll write exactly what was on the first set, on the second set, and then God redoes the list. It's totally different. Like it's you know, you, you there's like the leaven feast and you eat bread for four days. One of the commandments is you have to take the first fruits of your harvest and you have to bring them in. One of the commandments is you know whenever uh whenever an animal is born you have to kill the first one. When you have children born you have to sacrifice an animal in its stead.
0: Like, well, yeah, that, I mean that was when um, that was when God. Um, that's when the acid kicked in. Mm-hmm. So and the he fir- was first one, it was, he, it was, was like rolling. like just together. He was together. And then the the second one, was like, like, ah, don't worry about it, bro. I got I got this. I'll get yeah. I'll get you another one.
2: Ooh. <laughs> yeah, my my tongue feels really purple. Yeah.
1: yeah. well, there's a bunch of arguments that the dudes who wrote the Bible were actually on acid. they well, They studied, right? they studied the region Gno- and there was
2: Yeah it's called uh, you know the, 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 the Noki or gnosis religions where they believed that a lot of the, a lot of the things like the, the, the Christ mythology about like eating the body and the blood was in fact a, a mushroom eating ritual. And that these people were, I mean, they were, they were actually experiencing God and like witnessing the kingdom of God via their hallucination. And if you read, Philip K. Dick writes about it extensively. I mean, he goes, he kind of goes off on a wild tangent on it. But I mean, like he, he writes about it pretty, pretty effectively, if you're interested in that sort of thing. But the tenets Indeed. of Satanism are really easy. There are 11 of them. And just some highlights, my favorite, I mean, there's never hurt children, never hurt animals, like, pretty pretty obvious, easy stuff. Um, they add a caveat for eating animals. I'm a vegetarian, but so when
1: up. you get real, when you get more established and mm-hmm. people start hearing about you and you become more present to the uh, the more established churches around the city and the state, do you think they'll come after you and give you a hard oh, time? Oh or yeah, I mean, we're you'll gonna, get vandalism. Get, or?
2: Oh god, yeah. Like we we would be the only Satanist church in Iowa. Like the only church in Iowa, and we would we would require that the state capital they they still open state capital the state capitol, the Senate the House they still open those with prayer. We would require that every year we had to go down there a couple times and say a satanist prayer. They would have to let us, because they you know they have Christian prayers like all the time, but they have to. First. Would you take the time to do that? I would 100 percent take That's the time amazing. to do that. <clears> That's amazing. I would. I, I mean, I take I take this stuff very seriously. Like. So, my, my favorite commandment, and I, I assume this will be your guys' favorite as well, is if you are walking out in the open and someone bothers you, ask them to stop. If they do not, destroy them. <laughs> destroy it's them. completely insane. It's completely insane. Yeah. But, but yeah, absolutely I would take that very seriously. So soon. are you
0: gonna are you gonna hold on to the tr- like conservative tenets of uh Satanism no, or are you gonna, so you gonna this, kind of amend your own?
2: And we're gonna definitely like I mean everybody everybody makes their own faith. I'll bet. They're like, you know, even even if you're like, Hey yeah, you know, we're we're in we're ecclesiastical Christians, we have this, you know, we're we're Sufi, we're Sunni Muslims, whatever whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, that's why you I have, have so many like, offshoots. There's the individual that runs the church that you go to, and that person, or the mosque that you go to, or the temple you go to, and that person has a lot of say in how things turn out.
0: And so that's one of the biggest problems <clears throat> with. Well, okay, I'm I'm gonna make a somewhat of a segue here because I'm a I'm a huge science nerd, as most people know. And this is where uh, religion really gets me... Because I don't care what anybody does, to be honest. I used to. I used to get pretty uh, up in people's faces about like... Nah, fucking religion's all bad. Mm -hmm. It's all bad. But you know, you fucking get smarter and um, get past those things. But Mm -hmm. um, the thing is, religion has... I mean, there's so many for one. Number two, it's so up for interpretation that you can't have it in any sort of reasonable discussion. When you're talking about like, you know, like like good morals, don't rape babies, don't yeah. kill animals for no reason. Yeah. You know, things like that. Okay, that that's good. Those are good rules to follow and religion isn't required in this case. Not re, not required, although that's that's often where um, people draw their morality from. But uh, yeah. Mm. Um but once it starts crossing the line of where I mean, well, you see it in politics a lot. Yeah. That becomes a problem. But once it starts crossing the line where you're trying to have a reasonable discussion about like the world around us, what it is, where it came from, and people try to to bring in really subjective and you know total fucking free for all, up for grabs mm-hmm. interpretation of some sort of texts into what uh, into reason. Uh, that's that's when i get
2: what's well, i, and get and a I mad. likewise I, I feel exactly the same mm-hmm. but even even scarier for me is when people use things like that to defend say a, a bill that they're trying to put into action exactly. or a law they're yep, trying that's yeah that's another action. one that, that like gets me like that that is me. that is impossibly problematic cuz i as a reasonable person as 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 likewise as a scientist as a like a you know a local community scientist like we all are in one way or another mm-hmm. <clears throat> i if there's a point where my back is against a wall. So if I, if I believe something and I'm like, this is true because of this, this, and this, and we're having a discussion, there's a point <clears throat> where you, can, you have my back against a wall and I say, okay, okay. So either I admit I am wrong or I say, our beliefs are different, my belief appears invalid and I need to go think about it some more and read some stuff and figure out some stuff or do an experiment or whatever I need to yeah, do. Yeah, like a reasonable debate. Yeah, but there comes a point at yeah. which I go, Okay, like at worst I say, for now you win. Or I say, you know, or you are correct, I was incorrect, whatever.
0: Or you destroy them.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but if, if, you, if you have a belief, like your back is never against a wall. You know, there's, <clears throat> there's, the, there's the classic, if, I, if, I, if me and my, if my family and I believe firmly that there's a ruby buried in our backyard, a gigantic ruby, and we spend every every sunday morning we go out there and we as a family dig together and we look for it it's not a problem it's not a big deal we're not affecting other people we're making sure that the power lines that are buried the buried cables are all marked and and we're doing it safely <clears throat> but <clears throat> once i try to take that belief and i try to say hey there's you know a ruby the size of a refrigerator buried in our backyard therefore we like I, you know, you, you can't get eye surgery because, you know, that ruby says that human eyes are, are perfect and they cannot be touched. Like, that's... that's compl- it came
0: straight from <clears throat> the ruby, everybody. <clears throat> yeah,
2: <Seriously>. exactly. <clears throat> and, you know, when you think about, like, this, the source of religion, you have these, you know, patriarchal societies where you just had one person in charge or matriarchal society, I, I suppose. But you have one person that's in charge. You have a single leader. And if you're the leader... And you know Brett and I are, are following you, and we're walking through the desert, and we all have like families and tons of people with us. And you know, one day my my spouse comes to me, and she's like, "Hey, why the hell are we why the hell are we going east now? Like I want to go I want to go southwest because there's more food down there." And then I go to you, and I'm like, "Danimal, like you know I you know I was talking with my family, and I think we want to go southwest." because there's food down there if you say well god told me we're going east we can't have a discussion about that cuz it's a fact and there's no way to argue it and that that sort of that sort of appeal to authority and again you see that a lot in this
0: election big time
2: where it's i mean it's not even people referencing religion but people just so confident that they are right and just they like that you project authority and that that is being right it has nothing to do with your information. Nothing to do with what you know. It's just I'm projecting authority. Like God told me, yeah, that this is pure here.
0: charisma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in, um, when you trace it back in history, there's you see a lot of those kinds <laughs> of leaders that have led thousands and millions of people into fucking dark-ass places, Doom, man. Doom!
2: Dark times. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Some of the darkest times were from some of the most charismatic people, and yeah. that's really what it is. Stalin, man. Stalin you ever, have you ever learned. read about sub
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Genghis, we're all related to Genghis Khan. Yeah, pretty much. That dude much. was successful.
0: I think he has over 60,000 mm. living descendants today.
2: <laughs> Doing it right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Have you ever Fair read about
2: sub-vocalizations? No. So this is a thing that we evolved we evolved the ability to, sub- ability to sub-vocalize. So, <laughs> when you talk to yourself, you move your vocal cords a little. So, like, when you're like... When, I, I, I don't literally speak out loud to myself when I'm thinking. Like, I don't say, looks like I need to put this here. Like, in my mind, I'm like, I need to put this here. So what you're here. saying
0: is when you're talking to yourself in your own head, your vocal cords <clears throat> your actually vocal move cords a little? Move.
2: And that was, a, that was an evolutionary jump that occurred. Like I that is something noticed. that we developed. Cool. And so there was a point in time where you had children who had sub vocalizations who were saying to adults, there's a voice in my head. Like there's somebody talking to me. And the adults were like, what? We don't, that's not something that we've have or have ever heard of. You know, dad doesn't have that. Mom doesn't have that. Cousin doesn't have that. Like it was a special thing and that that is very likely where the concept of like religion where that revelation on an individual level comes from that like hmm. these subvocalizations evolving and so these people were given authority and so i mean there may have been one time where they were they were convinced that something was talking to them possibly possibly but you know obviously i'm it, sure that
0: was the case <clears> in well some, I mean, for some people
2: <clears throat> but it you figure if you're being genuine with yourself you you know, when you're, when you're in a situation where certainly you've been in relationships before where, like, you are the one in power. I'm sure you've likewise been in relationships where you are the disempowered one and somebody else held all the power or sway over you. Like, when you have that sort of authority over a person or over people, like, it's very tempting. It's very tempting to use that. It's very tempting to say, I don't want to discuss this. This is what we're going to do. That's 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 a very powerful, intoxicating, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, again, like we were talking about before, you can argue with me, you can't argue with God. I can't argue with God. God told me this. I'm telling you what God told me. There's no discussion about this.
0: And that's where the reason <clears throat> breaks down. So that's where I, that's where I get a little miffed about. Yeah, and that's religion in general.
2: Period. Whatever people want to believe, I, I I suppose is 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 okay. But I do feel like, and this is something that's pretty important in, in Muslim society that you have to understand your beliefs and you have to be able to defend them. We don't have that in the United States. We don't have that within the context of popular Christianity. Most people have no idea what the Bible says. No, most people don't Deep. understand epistemology, teleology. They don't know anything about any of it. And so they're just sort of groping in the dark and they have their, they have their personal version of Christianity, which is subjective and unique to them and them only. So I mean, like, you know, sister and brother and mom and dad all have a different version of whatever they believe in, and it's all you well, we to didn't like them. what the
0: pastor said last <clears throat> Sunday. So we're, you know what, just, we'll just glass over that.
2: Well, and it's, you know, a lot, I meet, you know, a lot of my gay friends are Christian. And I'm like, how? How? You know, and they're like, well, you know, like, you know, Jesus, you know, he, he made it so that a bunch of the stuff in the Old Testament isn't, you know, we don't have to do that anymore. Jesus said, no, I have not come to break I've not come to break the Old testament. I, i'm I've come to enforce the Abrahamic law, every jot and every tittle, every jot and every tittle, every word, every stroke of the Hebrew he has come to enforce. And whether you like it or not, it says it says nothing about lesbians because men are the people who wrote this and they have absolutely no imagination and they don't think that women are sexual objects or are sexual things. And so they aren't like engaging with each other. It's men writing this for men. And so they're like, well, you know, there are no gay women, but there are men who try to have sex with other men. So those people, you have to drag them out into the street and you have to stone them to death. It's unequivocal. It's unequivocal. And, you know, there are many things that Jesus says where he's like, you know, there are these people out there that are trying to tempt you. There are, there, are, there are, you know, there are sinners. There are homosexuals. There are fornicators. A fornicator? A person who fucks? Like, we all fuck. Your mom is a fornicator. And that's mm-hmm. not an insult, my friend. Like, There's living proof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, these things we all know what the Christian stance on these is. If somebody is saying something to the contrary, they're breaking away from their religion. And if you're going to break away from the religion, do it totally or just make your own brand of stuff. You know, it's like, let me ask you guys a serious question here, kind of related. If you knew God to exist, and God said, Hey, I'm Jewish, what religion would you follow? probably muslims. <laughs> well, I mean, probably Islam. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you you would you would be like, "Whoa, shit, like Judaism is where it's at." But then God dies, would you be like, "Let's make a new religion?" No. Why would you, why would you do that? Like, God, the actual person you believe to be God is here, and he says, "Hey, I'm I'm Jewish." Like, you obviously would be Jewish. I would be I mean, any sort of reasonable person would be Jewish. Yeah. And then further, you look at <clears throat> like the reality of what of like the Christian faith in particular. I mean, I have no I'm no love lost on on Islam. I have no love lost on Judaism, although I think Judaism is a much gentler religion than the other two in terms of their modern incarnation, but like you know, Christians they if they really believed, if they really believed that this dude was real and he was coming back at any moment, they would be giving up all their possessions, they would be begging in the street, feeding the poor, and they wouldn't, they, <clears throat> the Bible, the, the, the New Testament says you, you don't deal with the government. You know, that's why Mormons, Quakers, that's why they, they're, they're not supposed to handle money. They're not supposed to vote. They're not supposed to go to war. They don't participate in government. They aren't supposed to be a party to that because they're separate. They're waiting for that world to come. They're a death cult and they're just waiting to die so that they can live. <clears throat> have you ever seen, have you ever been, to, surely you have <laughs> been to a Christian funeral. Are people like, yes, oh,
0: Smiling and happy. No. no. they're standing up and sitting down and standing up and sitting and down. They're and they're crying. And they're crying. They're
2: sad. Why would you be sad if, you know, Grandma Betsy's in heaven? Dude, Grandma Betsy is having sex with, you know,
0: forty virgins. David Hasselhoff
2: Wait. and just, uh, yeah, I mean, she's doing whatever she wants. Like, be happy for Grandma. Like, she's moved on to a better place. They don't believe it. They, they don't actually believe it. And it's that you know, we likely don't have free will. We're just, you know, we just go through this thing. Maybe we have limited freedom to to think a little bit or to talk about things a little bit. But like, we're just doing what we do every day and then using whatever belief system we have and just sort of jamming it on top of that and being like, yeah, that's whatever I'm doing is what I believe. And it's just, it's, it's so messy. Just relax. Just give it, you know, give it up. Do a new thing, but... Fornicate a little, for yeah, fuck's sake. Yeah, for fuck's sake, you know. God, if it feels good, do it. And Brett knows what I'm talking about because Brett has never used a condom in his entire life, not what? once. Not once.
1: Mm-hmm. Rain raincoats are good.
2: <clears throat> that's that's as soon as the mics off. That's not what he says. All oh, the mics are off. Jimmy hats oh, are good. good.
0: Mics prefer, are off. I prefer dong bag. Dong bags are good. Um. Holy shit, man! I love rapping about that stuff. It's and a little heavy, though. Yeah, it's, it's it, it not... can it can get thick. Yeah, you know, some people you can't really have that conversation with because they, they will fucking lose it. But that would I like that. I like the words that are coming out of your mouth.
2: Well, the question is, what would it take to convince you to become a re- any religion? What would what what would it take?
0: Well, as I said before, I'm I'm pretty skeptical, reasonable man. So it would legitimately take like. Actual proof, yeah, literally. The,
2: the world should be covered in it. But that aside, like you know, what would it take for a Christian, a Muslim, a, a, a devout Jew? Because I mean, a lot of a lot of people who are Jewish are Jewish in name only. They don't actually believe in anything. But like, what would it take? There's there's nothing.
0: Nothing. There's yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing. And that's where the, again, reason just goes out the window. But yeah, I guess the way that that I kind of look at it is um, God is this ever receding. Frontier that lives just outside the boundaries of uh, of of what we know of of the things that we know, and and what we know is changing all the time. I mean, a couple of years ago, we thought about we we thought the universe was thirteen point seven billion years old. Oh, uh, we found some new evidence that says it's thirteen point eight. You know, so I mean. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, science is not proven. Nothing's ever proven. Fine. Well, at least we got a fucking reasonable idea of what's going on here. And, and maybe something totally will change. totally to loop. change. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that's the beauty of it is that we talk about this ever-receding frontier of knowledge that just kind of keeps growing and God lives just outside of that. Um, God of the gaps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally, to totally. The gaps Krayon, are getting tinier and Get those Crayola crayons out and cl- mm-hmm. color by number. But... Um, <laughs> so the um but the, yeah that that's that's one of the beauties of, of reason in science is that you can you can always um you can always expect you can always expect something to change, but at least you have this 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 foundation and this these methods for figuring out like what is real or as close to reality mm-hmm. as our fucking feeble brains can yeah interpret yeah. It.
2: I mean, we don't even know if what we're seeing is real.
0: Indeed, yeah. yeah there's know? a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of these weird theories coming out. I don't really understand them. There's probably. a...
2: those Japanese scientists like six years ago. Like the the universes we experience, it is just it is a hologram. Yeah, two dimensional vibration. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's
0: that's. Displayed and over some weird. To- yeah.
2: Totally possible because the world exists only in our heads. I don't mean that in a solipsistic way. Like, yeah, no, you're like right. What we see is just inside of our head. Yeah. That is what we hear, what we feel, what we touch. Everything is just inside your head.
0: Oh, speaking of inside your head, I just read an article about um, consciousness. Now, mm-hmm. this has been one of the most elusive things uh, with the with anthropological studies of the human brain. Um, and how to how to tie in consciousness with the actual body with the brain with mm-hmm. the with physiology and um, I was just reading an article that they um, th- they did a, a study on comatose people and uh, that, that were their comatose um, their comas were resultant of some sort of head trauma mm-hmm. and um, another uh, another group of people who also had head trauma who weren't comatose. And they found a certain area in the brain stem, and, uh, and there were two areas. Now, I'm not uh, a neuroscientist. I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't know that much about the brain, but there were certain areas of the brain where activity was present with people who were conscious and not with the people who weren't. Um, so it was really cool. It's like the first step to finally making that connection, which has like ever been like eluding the idea of a soul you know Mm -hmm. uh, like where your conscious exists physically um, because it's always been so like the brain is so fucking complex you know the the famous quote Mm -hmm. that if the human brain were simple enough for us to understand it we would be too simple for us to understand it (laughs) Um, anyway um, that's awesome hey I wanted to talk to you guys about Vietnam you guys met in Vietnam and I'm going to kick it off I want to hear some stories
2: We can can do that, but I have to pee.
0: Okay, you pee. So I'm going to go pee. pee. Brett and I will chit-chat about it. All right. Um, So, Brett, I'm going to kick it off with a story because some of my favorite fucking stories in the world are those of you and Sweet Chucky B in Vietnam. Because there's some pretty good ones. But the the one that – how you guys met. And just fill in the gaps for me. You were playing a show, and this motherfucker was taking pictures.
1: Yeah, well, I'd, I'd moved, I'd been traveling around Asia for a long time, over like four months just by myself, and it was getting bone-crushingly lonely. So I, I set up a show in Vietnam, kind of uh, moved to Saigon, had an apartment all lined up. It's like the second night I was there, I'm playing the show in this little bar, and in between every song, there's just this guy taking pictures in the front row, and he's just like belligerent. He's like, Yes! <laughs> that was the greatest and he's yelling and fist pumping and i was like this guy is shit-faced like he's just raging so he's hard.
0: shit-faced sue he's
1: shit-faced <laughs> so i started talking to him after the show it turns out he's his name is sweet Chuck E B and he's never drank a drop of booze or drugs in his whole life not once and uh he picked me up for lunch the next day we were pals immediately and um Picked like, up on a motorbike. On a motorbike because right? yeah. no one has cars in Vietnam unless Brett you're. Sat a behind pocketman.
2: me, holding yeah. my my hips mm-hmm. gently.
1: That's right. I'm a little jealous, stuff. but I prove. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we had a lot of good times. You uh, know, was one time I had a I had a little bump cyst in my leg, <laughs> and yeah. you know, sweet Chucky B knows everything, and he went through oh. half a sc- medical school. So he's like, hey, Bret. I can cut that cyst out of your leg for you. Very convincing guy. So we're like looking up pictures on YouTube and videos how to home remedy cysts. People are like chopping out these nasty blocks <laughs> yeah. of fat from Sebaceous their cysts.
0: heads.
2: Yeah, we thought it was just like a subcutaneous, like you could just yep. slip it, it's like drain. A <clears throat> shitty sweat gland or something. It was not. Yeah. It was not.
1: So I put my leg in the sink. He's like numbing it with ice in mm-hmm. his little apartment in Super Saigon. Yeah. And uh, he pulls out a
2: sterilized a blade.
1: Sterilized, got a little razor blade. He's like, B look away. I'm going to start <laughs> look cutting. Look away, child. Look away. So he starts cutting. I'm like, eh. Uh. He's, he's like a minute or two in, he's like, B RET, it's too big. We got to go to the hospital. <laughs> so he like picks me up. I'm like, my leg's all bloody and like oozing stuff. Mm-hmm. And we put like couple a couple band aids on it. Did really bad?
2: Uh, we didn't actually get, I mean, like, okay, so. I, I held it, we had I iodine the whole area, I iced the whole area, I iodine the area, and then I made a single incision. And then I pulled the skin, and it opened up, and I was like, okay, well we can go a little bit deeper and be safe. And I, and I sliced a little bit deeper, and I was like, man, that's that's as comfortable as I'm willing to go. Mm. Like we're going to have, you know, I was trying to make as tiny of an incision as possible. And I was like, we're, you know, we're gonna have to rely on somebody else. So we wrapped
1: honest. it up, got on the back of his motorbike, and we're like weaving through these thousands of motorbikes. I was, I was moving, you know. There's dirt just kicking mm-hmm. up into my wound. <laughs> yeah. The middle of Saigon. Like
2: small Are you shouting at all the, at it? Yeah. Yeah. The
0: Vietnamese like, dudes cutting Like get the fuck out of the
2: way! We got a Brett down. Brett down.
1: And uh, <laughs> we get to the hospital. It's pretty ramshackle. Like it's unlike anything I'd really seen. And uh, there's people just packed to the gills every, waiting in line everywhere. Yeah. And sweet Chucky B's like, don't worry, I'll take care of this. And he slips the guy a hundred thousand mm-hmm. Vietnam dong. Five which bucks. Is five bucks. It's a lot of money. We just skip straight to the front of the line. This place has five bucks
2: of like an average a sub-average bus station, just a slightly below-average bus station. It was like a bus station. Just yeah. grime everywhere. And he's got an
0: open wound.
2: And he's got an open yeah, wound. Their children sneezing directly onto it. Yeah. <laughs> They're, like, pulling his bandage off and sneezing onto it. And it's, why are you doing this? And the kid doesn't speak English, you know? So there's he just turns communication around barrier. walks away. Yeah. So we get in. We get
1: into the doctor's room. We're just sitting there for a minute, no more. And this guy comes around the corner. Guy is a good word for him. He's just a guy. He's just a straight up guy. Some guy. Vietnam? No, it's he's a Thai guy, and uh, he just had like these crummy jeans on and a and a and a white T-shirt with fish sauce spilled on it. Yeah, and like
2: lunch stains
4: on it. Yeah, and he's like, "Hello,
1: I doctor." Doesn't speak a lick of English, but we're like, "Oh God." And I laid down on this table, but he had kind of a strut of confidence and sweet, uh, sweet Chucky B. I wasn't looking, but he gave me the play-by-play of what was happening at my ankle. He's like, b he's uh, he's cutting open your ankle more. Uh, there's a lot of stuff gushing out of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be okay. Oh, oh, that's a lot of stuff. Oh my yeah, god. god. Mm. Yeah. So he stitched me up pretty good, and oh, I yeah. fixed the leg. Um, you have, you have a scar? Uh, not really. It's not, a, not a cool scar.
2: I I don't know if you remember that day, but I had a small cyst on the back of my like the back of my skull, super small, like half a pea. And I also had that
0: removed. Did he that cut day. it out or did it champ? He did. Yeah. Yeah. He was, man, he Hello, was. Just, no problem. He's on the spot. Yeah, and yeah. he, he was, I
2: was like, hey, I have a cyst. Can you, can you cut this little thing out? And he's like, yeah,
0: no problem. Oh, this all happened in one day. Yeah, five this bucks. This all happened in
2: like, yeah, 10 minutes. It was okay. five bucks. We walked out. Five <coughs> bucks for this. We skipped the line because All of right, that listen, fat listen cash. up, America. <laughs> listen
0: up, Trump, <laughs> Trump land. Uh, you get a sebaceous cyst, you fly your ass to Vietnam. What's that going to cost? Because it's like, cheaper. Yeah, like 700. $1,700 700 700 bucks? one way. Yeah, one way. Okay, okay. So you got 1400 bucks round trip. Um, and then, uh, you spend $5 at the KFC doctor, cuts you open and pulls the cyst out and you fly back home and you can get a meal for, for what? 21,000 oh, Vietnam yeah, dong. Like you can buck, get a bowl of bucks. pho. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
2: And that's still under what it would cost to get a sebaceous cyst removed in the United States.
0: There you go. Trump, Pence, Trump, Pence, Trump, Pence. You guys can Trump do this. I have faith Pence. in
2: you guys. You guys can do this. Come on, pull it together. Mm-hmm. I had
0: a sebaceous cyst on my back that got infected uh, a couple years ago. It hurt really bad. And like I couldn't sit and I couldn't lay down. It was just like the most uncomfortable thing ever. Um, And then uh, my girlfriend at the time finally convinced me to call the free clinic, which was a very nice religious man. Mm -hmm. He brought me in and he carved the thing out of my back. He used local anesthesia and everything. And uh, I I was pissed. So, So the guy, Chad Sutherland, Mighty Cud, who took the picture of uh, the the famous Danimal picture of me and uh, Brojangles the cat? Um, <laughs> he uh, he was with me. He took me. He came with me to um, to the uh, the free clinic, and he had his camera with him. And I was like, "Dude, come in with me. I want you to film this, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it on the internet because it's gross."
2: Yeah, science.
0: And so, yeah, yeah, for for scientific reasons, and. Um, and he totally bitched out on me. I'm th- sorry to throw you under the bus, Chad, but he like he didn't come in. He just didn't feel comfortable asking if he could come into the room until after Lame, it was Lame, Chad. But more like, like Chud. Yeah, Am more right? like Chud. Oof. Cannibalistic humanoid, humanoid underground, underground dweller. Color. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Fist bump on that. Um, anyway, so yeah, so he pl- the doctor... Um, as he's carving up my back, he's telling me, he, he's he's on the other side, and he's like, oh, there it is. He's like, ooh, ooh. I'm like, what? What's going on? He's like, oh, you don't smell that? And I couldn't <laughs> smell it, but apparently sebaceous cysts, when they rupture, yeah. they fucking stink. I mean, basically what it is, it's just like a bunch of sweat and grime that's just like packed into a clogged follicle, uh, follicle or or a sweat gland, mm-hmm. and it, it, it swells up, and then sometimes it can get infected when shit gets up in there and then um yeah you basically just have to yet to try to carve it out pluck these things out without rupturing them because if you do rupture them they can come back it can be, yeah. it can be problematic in fact a lot of people who have uh sebaceous cysts get them repeatedly they get them removed They're
2: contagious yeah yeah they just yeah. keep
0: coming back and coming back <clears throat> because like i don't know i really don't know how the system works in, inside the body but um it could be like, like staph
2: infections and stuff that are recurrent.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's so awful. Well, so anyway, so okay, one thing, um, Brett's away net for now, but uh, sweet Chucky B, I yeah. wanted to ask you. You swam across the was it the Saigon River?
2: The Saigon River. Jesus yeah. Christ.
0: Okay, now Brett tells me one uh, his version of the story, which I like a lot. I want to hear it from the man himself.
2: <clears throat> well, there was a.
0: Uh, First of all, why the fuck did you do that? Because it's gross. It's like <laughs> it Saigon River is probably one of the f- most foul rivers on it, the planet. Yeah, huh? I mean, it is f- it is
2: foul. It's viscous. Like you know, you put your hand in water and you are like you your floated hand in, nicely wet. on top of this. Oh thing. god, you put your hand in this and like color stayed on your hand yes. from the the sauce and the water. It was more like gravy, less like gravy. I mean, gravy can smell okay. This did not <laughs> smell okay. Like. Plus, the place that I swam was directly, directly downstream from the zoo. So I mean, everybody, everybody's, everybody's sewage pipes, everybody's everything, just empties into this river. And every morning, people walk out and dump trash. Uh, the Saigon River. All the all, they've stopped this recently, and all but all the garbage collectors. What they used to do, they weren't paid to do. They were paid to collect the garbage but then they had to pay to dump the garbage so they would increase their profits if they took the trash and they made this pile and then burned it and then shoved it into the water so they'd push this like toxic ash into the water and the the river would the river would sort of it would bubble because things were rotting in it so aggressively and every single year and I mean there's there's a lot of flooding so a lot of silt would move in but every single year they had these cranes on floaty things that would go in and they would just pull out like just this you know these like god these you know what are those things called the hop, the hoppers on front of cranes like those shovels those big scoop things yeah, yeah they'd yeah. just pull out backhoe scoop, yeah backhoe scoop after backhoe scoop after backhoe scoop and they'd just like flop them down on these big floating decks and then like pull them down the river, but these decks would just be
0: Oh, and it, it looked just fucking it, flowing right yeah, over, huh?
2: Yeah, and it was just the worst if if some sort of terrible giant troll had really bad but still clinging together diarrhea and just I mean massive, like this thing Like it got like, a little
0: fiber. He made it, he might have made a carrot
2: I mean like a carrot. ten stories tall and just really gorged themselves for the past three days and just flopped everywhere. And it smelled about like you would expect that to smell. And it was just foul.
0: So you told me a lot about this foul river, but So I had to swim across why? it for a magazine article. Okay, there it is.
2: So I was taking pictures <clears throat> for a magazine, The Word, uh, down, down in Saigon. It's the largest expat magazine. There's, another, there are a couple more magazines now than there were several years ago, but The Word was really the, the biggest one. And, like I said, I don't know if that's still the case, but I um, was taking pictures of, like, stupid things that, like, expats can do for fun. And so I took pictures of, a. actually, Brett and I went, and we, like, we took pictures of a, a grass-sledding hill, which is just a, a board with four wheels on it, and you s- go down a hill that has grass on it. it. It's about as fun as it sounds. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it was raining when Brett and I went, and... <clears throat> It was like a wet t-shirt contest. Brett was wearing a tight white t-shirt and there were women and children clapping and, and giggling and just trying to touch him. And he was going down this hill on this thing again and again. Like he had his GoPro on, you know, adventure style. Wow, so this is a big deal
0: to the, the locals. Yeah, oh. so
2: I mean, we, were, we were doing all these things that you can do as an expat. But I went and I, I, I did this swim, this sad, sad swim. And uh, went across the river and I did it as quickly as possible. I'm a strong swimmer, uh, but it was the, the difficulty was like I was trying, I was keeping my eyes closed the whole time, and like I was keeping my mouth closed the whole time. And any like I was sort of I can swim, but I was like doggy paddling so that I was keeping my head above, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like you know, like I, I. Like I jammed a couple plastic bags in my underwear because I didn't want any of the water to touch my dick hole or my butthole. So I was just desperately trying to. I really should have like slathered everything with Vaseline or something.
0: That would Did have been you did you um, wrap a dong bag? Oh around god! Your cock oh and yeah, jump?
2: yeah. I mean, it was an actual paper bag, not a condom. Oh okay. Condoms are really expensive in Vietnam. But I was just you know fucking wrapping everything. up. is that? That's weird. <laughs> they're they're actually cheaper now because abortions are really easy and free almost free in Vietnam. Hmm. Okay. They're like really encouraged. They really encourage condom use and condom use has recently increased and condoms have become way cheaper. But there was a time where it was really hard to find condoms. To give you a frame of reference, it's really hard to find uh, sunscreen. You get sunscreen, you have to pay a lot more for it to make sure that it's good quality and then you use it and you get a really terrible sunburn because it's fake. Mm. It's been made Mm. in some Chinese factory and it's just like clay or some whatever poison shit you don't want on your skin
0: okay, okay. sorry sorry i've got sidetracked there but yeah so you wrapped your, your junk up and you're keeping your head above water you're fucking cruising oh, you're through kind of the like, water oh
2: god oh god going through the water
0: and there's just shit like rubbing against your body there's, like
2: yeah i mean like turdlets you mm-hmm. know like they've been broken up through the flow of the river but definite turdlets As maybe I said, even
0: worse than a, a snicker bar hitting you
2: oh god I mean, way, way worse. Yeah, yeah. Way. Just I mean, covered. yeah. It, everything was sticky. There were things like clinging to me when I got out that weren't like animals. They weren't like leeches. It was just like sludge. And yeah. I, I didn't touch bottom, but there was still like sludge clinging to me. Like things just sort of, like, clinging to my skin. There was my hair was. I, I ended up getting my hair pretty wet getting in and out. It was just, it was foul. It smelled like. A pile of assholes in a hot garbage bag. It was bad. It was
0: terrible. So <coughs> when you so you got a write up in the expat. Yeah, right, well, I, I wrote that. a
2: brief article about it and then took took some pictures for it. But that was it. That was it. They were just like. I had just started there and I, I wanted to work there, you know, and they were like, oh, and, you know, trying to get people to do stuff. And that's a good way to it. get
0: some notoriety. And yeah. And I was like, around the office. I'll do
2: it. <laughs> and, you know, I was in after that. I photographed for them for, for like four years,
0: three years, you know, so. Wow. That's, that's a hell of a job interview. <clears throat> yeah. As it were.
2: Yeah. Cause they, they had brought, they had brought like tons of expats are like, I take pictures, you know, and they've. I brought my Rebel or whatever, you know, their their shitty cannon. And like, uh, you know, I I actually take pictures, but I didn't I didn't have a that much of a portfolio cuz most I just I'm really bad at self-promotion. Like I don't keep like I'm like, "Ooh, this is like a great piece of work of mine." And I keep it like I'm trying to get gone. better at
0: that myself because <laughs> I, you know, makes me feel so dirty, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, slimy. like masturbatory or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, like look at me, you mm-hmm. I just I didn't I didn't really had have anything and so like we should probably stop thinking like that because it's not true. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna die poor. Yeah, but 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 I so I didn't have much. So they were like, you can come and take pictures, and what we'll do is we'll you know we'll we'll give you like fifty dollars a month or something. You know we'll we'll do that, and so it was a really temporary job. But then after I did that, I was in. They knew I was down to clown, so they committed.
0: Full-on juggalo. Mm-hmm,
2: exactly. <laughs> you gotta be. You gotta so, be to make it in Saigon.
0: Okay. You. Um, now, I asked Brett the story about how you guys met already. Mm-hmm. You were taking pictures. He was playing a show. You were, fr- you were freaking out after every song. Uh, mm-hmm. How long had you lived in Vietnam at that point?
2: That point, uh, I think like two years mm-hmm yeah and, you'd been there a bit huh yeah i've been there for a bit at that point i was living in, i, I love my apartment i just went back uh last year my apartment was all sh- like the place where i lived it's all shuttered and dusty it just looked like ass like it looked totally abandoned which made me sad because dude that apartment was great yeah b came over you went in there again yeah, a year yeah, later yeah. it was like all locked up like wow. dusty and dirty like nobody had been in there for looked like a couple of years wow. bummer yeah but but b he came he crashed in my place for a while I think that was that right away, or was that when you left?
1: I was was homeless a couple times in between Mm -hmm. houses or flights home, and and he
2: came and he you know hung around in his underwear in my house, no big deal, just regular bro stuff. That's great, yeah. And uh, yeah, and we had we had our buddy. You played with you played with my buddy Jackie, who's now well, who's our buddy less my my buddy now Mm -hmm. than than before, but you know uh Jackie sang with him a lot and I I would always take pictures of like stuff that was happening in the weekend and I would always work I'd always like be like hey here's some photos of this thing and they'd be like yeah we fucking got like all the Brett photos you've submitted already we're not doing Brett twice in a row <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like just put them in there come on <laughs> so yeah just I was trying to help Brett out he's trying to help me out you know yeah
0: Instant pals, huh? Yeah,
2: yeah. And we—you know—I
0: feel that I feel the same kinship with you because this is really our first time hanging out. It really. And we met like twice before, Mm -hmm. but this is the first time that we're actually like laying chum together. Uh Yeah, which is one of my favorite terms.
1: (laughs) You got the car keys. I'm freezing my balls off. I gotta go get a jacket. Sorry, I'm bringing very little to the table. I barely slept last night, and I'm struggling hard.
2: Dude, you're (sighs) living the dream, man. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Yeah,
0: yeah Brett and I are winding through Trump land at the moment, which henceforth, shit, that's what America shall be referred Trump-land, to as yeah. on As Is. Trump land. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Brett and I are plowing across Trumpland at the moment. Um, we're, what, five dates in? Six show tonight. S- six show tonight. Um,
1: well, yeah, yeah, nine or ten with the hometown shows, yeah. Yeah, so far so good.
0: We're having a pretty good time. Um fuck brett dude you just uh we were in um we were in munster germany and and i went i was up i'm always up late you know beating off on the computer and uh working on stuff editing video whatever and uh brett you always you usually go to bed kind of early and you got up and it was like one in the morning you're like danimal i got bad news like fuck you're holding up your phone looking at an email i'm like what what the fuck is it just got confirmed for three violent femme shows on the west coast <laughs> so, tricked you <ya. laughs> yeah, yeah it was good yeah yeah because like i have to, i mentally prepare myself whenever you say whenever you look at your phone and you go oh fuck <laughs> so I, I like you know i mentally prepare myself i'm like all right gotta come up with solutions got you know got gotta, gotta okay. be the point man here so brett so anyway um 10 days before the show is yeah um, that was super last super nice
1: of pretty much the last night of euro
0: tour one of them yeah it was my last night there before i flew home well flew to to los angeles and got very sick yeah but yeah um, sorry man
1: Double, full, double trouble sickness that tour. Yeah, it's I got probably sick the after Ireland from your little your little gag. Eight uh, eight weeks of tour in a row is. I mean, I don't know anyone that does that. That is grind, you know. Nobody has the dedication
2: to excellence that Brett Newski. It's Danimal easy to have. get
1: sick. It's easy to get sick when you're grinding that hard, and then when you do, you, it is depressing because you are trying to move to a new place every day and move three hours and you're sick and it is the worst. It is
0: it is death. Stuck in a tiny car that smells like rotten beef. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chuck Regg in the car. We pulled up, we were in, um, I don't remember where the fuck it was. Was it Saarbrücken? We We're in Saarbrücken, Germany. Southwestern Germany. And um, for a couple of days, we're cruising around in Chuck Regg in the car like, what the, the fuck is Chuck? We call it Chuck Reagan's smell because mm-hmm. uh, you know it starts getting a little grody after two sweaty men are cruising around in that thing for endless miles. And um, God, what it, it like? It kind of came and went, and came and went, and then we were like kind of repacking the car one night after a show with with Listener. And you pull this fucking bag of. Rotten old sausages, meat sticks. The meat sticks were just—I mean, they must have been in there at least a week. We had no idea where they came from. They weren't mine. They weren't Brett's. We assumed that somebody was like, "Oh, I'll leave leave them a nice gift. They can they can have some mm-hmm. meat sticks for the road." Fan sausage. Yeah, and uh,
1: we would whenever when I was in middle school, we'd go to basketball camps, and we had this guy on our team named Brian. And he was the biggest guy on the team. He was like 6'6, beast, big dude. And he would, for some reason, he would always get paired with strangers from other teams because we'd have an odd number of players. <laughs> so, his thing to get his own room is he would always take a huge dump in a paper bag and then hide it under his roommate's bed. <laughs> <laughs> so they would come in and be like, oh my God, I'm shit in here. And then he would get his own room. The kid would be like sleeping on a mat in the hallway the <laughs> next day. Wow. And he only had deliberately awful
0: of having f-
2: shot in a paper bag and hid yeah. it, under, it under somebody's bed. There's no
0: shame in that. Yeah, you can get past that easily. <laughs> Power through. So do you think somebody threw that in there on purpose? Somebody tried to. to no, people give off. us
1: presents, you know? You like we'll it? get a brick of chocolate that someone will, will just give us stuff at the end of a show. Like weird presents like that or a brick of cheese, you know? Um, if we're in like a cheese town like Munster or whatever. But yeah, I think someone just probably just chucked that in there and thought they could use meat sticks for protein because they keep very well, and you gotta eat meat sticks on tour. That's a pretty
2: German gift to give somebody like sausages.
1: Mm -hmm. But the chuck rag and the (coughs) smell—it gets, it can get stinky. It can get stinky quick. You know, you gotta keep, you gotta keep that shit uh, wiped down. You gotta wipe it down.
2: So getting rid of the sausages didn't fix the smell. It did. Yeah, it did. It got rid of it immediately. Yeah. Yeah
1: corrosive stank. But you
2: guys still make it smell. By your, your man. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty, we're good, pretty at good at hygiene.
1: We're pretty good at hygiene. Um, you know, like any man, I think farts come into play at some point. But those are, those are only Ladies temporary. Fart. Everybody farts. Yeah. yeah, those are temporary uh, obstacles.
0: I'm going to tell the story. Brett, we were on our way uh, to the show last night.
1: Not a good story.
0: Yeah, that's why I want to tell it. Um... <laughs> I've just been getting like I, I, I don't know I've like switched up my diet lately Dan is the Barry Bonds of farting <laughs> and he loves it so <laughs> I um I don't know something's been like going on with my gut lately I had a really really bad one in the car and Brett <laughs> quoting Brett Newski, he said 75 mile an hour cold wind beating against my face doing absolutely nothing <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: powerful. Yeah. It was
0: Hubbard, Iowa. Hubbard, Iowa. He we knowed, knowed, we knowed, got out of the down.
2: car
1: and put a holy cross on the side of the road Man. where the fart was laid <laughs> to the, rest. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. You
0: he said, he said that it was the worst fart you've ever smelled in your entire life. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
2: That's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, That's that's an honor.
0: I kind of feel proud, but I'm also kind of like, you know, my stomach hurts. I'm kind of not liking persistent stomach aches. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Forget about it. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. You don't need that in your
1: life. <laughs> <laughs> fart stories are kind of like dream stories. Like they're real awesome at the time. You're like, oh, this happened, and then you tell, and then it's like, oh, dude, I don't want to hear about your dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't can't happen. relate to anything. I didn't even get to smell that fart. Mm-hmm. What a ripoff! You know <laughs> exactly. I feel
2: cheated. My yeah. money back. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even retch once while you are telling the story. You know, I didn't taste anything. That's terrible.
1: I gotta take a nap pretty soon. I'm very useless. Brett seems to be fading quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys right. want to keep plowing? Yeah, I kind of do. Do it. So Don't let me ex- do you- Anything else exciting? You can involving. talk to me whenever you want. You should talk to Sweet Chucky B. <clears throat> well, you got
0: him. Yeah, yeah he's a rare good. creature. A good call, and I think that Brett and I will probably do mm-hmm. one of these again next week because we're on tour until Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. go get your nap in, bro, and I'll catch up with you soon. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll wake you up in an yeah, hour for the show of course,
2: dude cool. upstairs you know where it is
0: yeah. sick See later Cheers to <laughs> Brett Newsky.
2: we could tell the most savagely embarrassing Brett Newski stories that we know
0: yes, please God what do you got <sighs> I gotta think about this one too yeah
2: I mean that's that's hard um he's not
0: embarrassed easily
2: no he's not he's not <clears throat> once worked in a movie theater and we did a. Uh, it was footage that he he didn't end up using, but there were a bunch of a bunch of like sixteen to eighteen year olds working there, and I had to like bar the door because we filmed a scene where Brett ran up the aisle nude, you know, and he's baby elephanting the entire
0: time. Like just, was that for cigarette kit?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know,
0: I know that he um, substituted that with the horse ad right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about.
2: But we we filmed that him wow. running up, and from what I heard, a bunch a bunch of the girls had run upstairs in the projection room. To and They saw and, the whole thing. And to see, yeah. Af- afterward, this is oh, what I Oh, okay, out. got it. Got so it. a bunch of underage girls were sneaking sneaking nudes at at Newski. I
0: think they have the pictures. I bet you there's pictures out there.
2: Probably somewhere, somewhere. You know, this is impressive. You know.
0: What's a good story that I have with some dirt on Brett? <laughs> Not dirt in a bad way, but in an embarrassing way. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I have to. I have to, to dig for that one.
2: He's pretty squeaky clean.
0: Yeah, Brett is is. Oh, I do. I do have a good one. I ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go for it. Um, <laughs> so we played. I'll just I'll just omit proper nouns from this okay, one, and I think good. we'll be okay. Okay. So we uh, played this show in Germany. Um, and uh, he was he was gifted after the show um uh, it was it was this weird theater that like not the normal crowd shows up to you know usually Mm -hmm. we're 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 playing in front of people anywhere you know as young as like you know early 20s but i would say that the strongest demographic is probably like between 25 and 40 Mm -hmm. sandwiched in there and there was Younger people, and there were old, older people in that the show, and so it was almost a little more family orin- oriented. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so uh, he he was gifted this shirt, and uh, it was like an extra large; it was like way too big. But then a couple days later, Brett's just like, "Damn, well, I, ha- I had to throw that shirt out because I ran out of socks, and I'm just gonna leave that story sit right there." <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So he's gonna, be, he's gonna be pissed that I told that story, but you know he'll get over it. Hey, man, we'll move past yeah. it. Um, dude, so what, what else you got from Vietnam, man? I, you know, I I hear a lot of stories from Brett, but and I've heard a lot of them many times over, but what about what about your side of it,
2: man? I mean, I I had some, I had some crazy shit happen in Vietnam. There's you got dengue fever. Yeah, yeah. I got dengue fever really bad. Did you get it twice? <clears throat> um, I got it, no, no. I, I got it once, and it, it just lasted like a month. Oof. And it was... so Brutal, the, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, British people call it uh, break bone fever. Bone, bone break? Break bone. They call it break bone <laughs> fever. Cause it's like all of your muscles like spasm and then they all pull like all of your muscles are pulled like all of them. Oh my god! And like moving hurts and uh, your 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 feet and your hands swell and then you get red dots all over your yeah. legs and your extremities and your back. Sometimes I didn't get them on my back. And uh, you your body temperature gets really dangerously high. Like my my wife saved my life. Like because I would have just. Are you hallucinating laid there, and shit? Well. That she high. had like a, she had, she, like, I was just laying on the bed naked and she was just running a, a wet cloth over me. <laughs> and that That helped me break the fever. Had she not done that, I probably would have died. I was temporarily blind in one of my eyes because the blood vessels in the back at all popped.
0: Jesus. So my,
2: my retina was just covered with blood. I, I just I like that I couldn't see like all of that. Like I could see a little bit like around here. Oh my
0: God. That's it fucking was, was freaky. Fun. Yeah, it was terrifying. So was dengue terrifying. dengue fever is uh transmitted by mosquitoes, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And yeah, it's, it's, illness. it's not uh it's not well f- from what you know you're saying is not a pleasant at all, but you cannot get it twice. It'll pretty much kill you if you get it twice, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well you don't it's unlike malaria you don't like have it forever Mm -hmm. you get it and then it's gone it's it can be it can be there are complications with getting it multiple times and most people actually don't but uh like malaria you have for the rest of your life yeah and you're you know miles away from mosquitoes etc whatever you and you can you can have a flare-up of it yeah (laughs) so i'm glad i didn't get malaria but uh so
0: I'm i'm gonna quote joe rogan here who does a wonderful podcast um Malaria is responsible for fifty percent of all deaths ever, all human deaths ever. Half of the people that have ever lived have died from malaria. That's crazy. That's pretty fucking crazy when you think about it's insane. it. Insane. And those numbers. So, but de- dengue fever, um, yeah, it's pretty epidemic in this in. Uh, Southeast Asia, Southeast is pretty Asia. bad. Yeah, uh, India,
2: is, there are several areas where it's really bad. Malaria is really bad in India, but in Vietnam, in the in the um, the ur- the urban areas, it's it's not like usually it's not that much of a problem. But we got it because we were living out in District Six, which is about thirty minutes from the center of town, and I always lived about ten minutes from the center of town. <laughs> but we were there's like a a road where you can travel quite quick and it was like 30-40 minutes from the center of town so we're sort of on the outskirts on the edge of town and that's probably why I got it because the drainage out there isn't as good and Mm. the animal uh, insect control out there isn't as good and so
0: they gotta invest a lot of money into controlling
2: insects in the jungle there yeah well I mean you know they've the jungle has been destroyed all around the city. So for miles and miles and miles, you drive out of the city, and there, are, you know, there are roads everywhere, and all of the jungles have been cut down, and they're raising crops. Like okay. Whatever, you know, they're raising uh, dragon fruit. They're raising uh, coffee. They're raising
0: like got a lot of rice there too.
2: Yeah, yeah, there a lot of rice, a lot of a lot of fruits, um, some vegetables like. It's just so you don't really get to the
0: jungle until you're well outside, yeah, like long yeah. outside the city. I
2: mean, B- Brett and I have taken some like serious tracks. Like, yeah, you guys went from north jungle. to south,
0: right? You went from Ho Chi
2: Minh Mostly, and to Saigon. Yeah, yeah, he he went for, he went from yeah Ho Chi Minh and Saigon is the same place. He went from there. oh, I'm sorry, he uh, went to Hanoi with a buddy Hanoi, is along along Highway One, which is sort of along that eastern coast. And that's really you don't get into a lot of shit going that way. There's a lot of death because of driving. We have you know in the united states we have god I, I can't remember the numbers we have like 12 deaths per one hundred thousand cars or something like that it's, it's lo- pretty high yeah uh, vietnam it's like 37 38 deaths okay. per one hundred thousand cars damn it's insane three like,
0: times at least
2: <clears throat> people the the worst drivers I, i've i've driven through india like i drove a bike from like new delhi to to calcutta in india and everybody's like, India's terrible. Like,
0: no. Vietnam's worse. Vietnam huh? is the worst driving yeah, I've w- ever witnessed. When Brett and I were in Sri Lanka, this is the only time that I've experienced <clears throat> anything close to Southeast Asia. And we were in Sri Lanka, India's butthole, mm-hmm. little teardrop-shaped island right off the southern southeast, just southeast of India, um, and uh, like driving there, it almost seems like there's no rules. There are rules to the road, mm-hmm. but like it's just. It doesn't seem like like people are fucking passing each other all the time and just, like, zipping around. Like, even big buses are going around little tuk-tuks, these little three-wheeled, like, taxi mm-hmm. cabs that fit two, two, three people in the back, like, very uncomfortably. And... Um, yeah, they're just everybody's like fucking flying around each other, and just like like traffic is like like left turns. People are like cutting in front of each other. It's it's ridiculous. They drive on the right side of the road in Vietnam.
2: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Amer- Americans built the war. The roads there, down down in the south. After and most of the most of the road laws are from American road laws. Gotcha, gotcha. So I mean, they are, are supposed to follow all the rules that we
0: follow here. They just. It's just, it's, just, so they're yeah. just—they just don't give a fuck, huh? That yeah, life always, is cheap, huh? As well, apparently,
2: apparently, man. Like they—they they had to. I mean, they have to browbeat people to get them to wear helmets. But you know, they're I I Brett didn't go to this. Brett was involved with this. But we were taking we were taking a trip, and we started. We had driven for about. Three hours, three and a half hours, and uh, we were we were finally outside of like Saigon, the urban area, the suburban area. We were way outside of Saigon. We were getting to like jungle, like clay desert, like we were getting out to the boonies. And uh, B-Ret and his buddy, Brett had this. So I had like a, a Vespa, like an old. I had a nineteen seventy one Vespa. And it was it was a that's was a awesome. sprint. Yeah, they had a Powerful bike, powerful bike, 150 CCs. Really had some hauling power. And Brett had um, this like little. God, I don't even. It was it was like a knockoff. It was like you was know, it a it little was, bitch bike. Yeah, well, it was like a little me. It was supposed to. It like you know, it was like it said like suzuka or something yeah, on yeah. <laughs> Suzuki, <laughs> like, and it said Suzuki. Like like one of the brands <laughs> you'd see in Grand it, Theft Auto. Yeah, like in like China. China. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he was driving one of those and his was barely, barely holding together and uh, we were driving and our, our, our friends were British, uh, Josh and Yoon, they were, they were married and they were each driving independently because Yoon was like, oh, I want to drive. And Yoon didn't really have a lot of experience driving bikes and she didn't have a lot of experience driving at all. Yeah. But she had like this Hello Kitty helmet that she had on and the strap had come loose And so she was driving with one hand and trying to fix the strap. And Brett was way in front, and I was way in back, like, holding, you know, we were sort of, like, in between, trying to control people, make sure everybody's safe and stuff. And uh, she hit a pothole. And there are potholes everywhere. Yeah. She hit a pothole, and she only had one hand on the the handlebars. Loses it. And she lost it, just face first, planted into the ground. Fuck. And she, her helmet was, had come undone, she was trying to put it back together, And she just had this big head wound and she was just bleeding down her face. And uh, Brett, (laughs) we, so nobody spoke Vietnamese. Like I spoke a bit of Vietnamese, but nobody had any Vietnamese that was there. And so people like somebody stopped and like we, like I knew the word for hospital and go and like help and like some basic stuff like that. And I communicated that like we needed to get to a hospital, and this guy was like, "Okay, like I will take her to a hospital," but we had we had an extra bike, and I had uh, my buddy Jackie was riding with me, and she got off and she was riding Yoon's bike, mm-hmm. but we for like I I think Josh like. Whatever whatever it was, like, Josh had to ride Yoon's, or Rather, Josh had to ride Yoon's bike Then I had to ride Josh. There was some... I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was a situation where I couldn't follow her. I couldn't follow you to this hospital. And I was like, Brett, like, you follow them. Like, you need to follow them, and you need to come back here so that we know how to get there. Because there's... She goes to a hospital. She, has, she doesn't have a phone. Like, these guys didn't have... Like, even if they had a phone, it's like, where are you? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah There's yeah. no There's no way to communicate. Like, no, we have no native speakers with us. So there's just, we, we, need, we need to have hands on exactly where people are, where the hospital is. <clears throat> they drive off. Brett follows them. And Brett comes back about 15 minutes later. And we're like, all right, which way are we going? He's like, I lost him. And so, oh, that's what it was. Yoon had gotten on the on the bike, and then Yoon and then Josh, her husband had gone gotten on the back of the bike with her, and they had ridden together. So we had an extra bike. yeah okay, okay., so somebody had to stay with the bike, and they went, and Brett had lost them, and we had they had they were like, we have no idea where we are. And so we ended up driving, and I was just stopping and asking about like hospitals, like hospitals, just you know, which way is a hospital. And finally we found one and it was just, it's like this cinder block, like just this two cinder block square with two rooms in it. And it, you know, it has tables and like a tile floor and there's just dust and dirt everywhere. And like she and Josh are in there and they're like taking care of her and they don't have any equipment there. They just have stuff to like clean wounds and they have some antibiotics. And then we end up going to a bigger hospital and our... Trip was kind of honked because you know we can't be like, well, sorry, you guys have fun going back. We all we all ended up going back. But yeah, we stayed in yeah, this yeah. hotel, and get you stitched up. We'll yeah, see you later. Yeah, so we went to this. We went to the slightly larger hospital where they did some. They did some head scans, and they're like, okay, you're okay, nothing's wrong. <clears throat> and they were like, you like, she shouldn't sleep, which is not true. If you have a concussion, you can totally sleep. Like, you need sleep. Your brain uses it to heal. That so was why a, do people say that? It was now. a myth. It was a myth for a long time in the United States, and it should be, re, like, relegated to the myth box. It, it is absolutely God, there's not There's a true. lot of that shit a out lot, there. Yeah, yeah. But, so, we were, you know, the doctor is like, don't let her sleep. I didn't know this that that was untrue at the time, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, she, oh, we can't let her sleep, you know, and like... So we were Of course like,
0: that's like the opposite because your body needs to fucking uh, yeah, heal and heal you need and to rest. rest. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But so we ended up we ended up doing we we found him. I think I think Brett and his buddy maybe went on. I don't know. We spent the night in this really weird hotel. It had this like giant archway in front of it, and then it was just some dude's mansion. And like
0: it, The birth this, of Airbnb. Yeah. Really is. weird
2: rooms and it was just it was it was very surreal and like we went out, there was only one, it was the only thing for like miles and miles because we're like, we have to get back to Saigon. We just drove, 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 drove. Sun was going down. There was nothing around us, just this house and then like this little corrugated steel shack next to it. Yeah. So It was like a mansion, corrugated steel shack. Corrugated steel shack had food, so we sat there playing cards for hours and hours and hours And uh, and we drove back the next day and Brett didn't go and this is a scary bit and this is why I was... Reminded of the story, we went to Chare Hospital in, in Saigon, which is, like, the traumatic injury hospital. <clears throat> and we were crackers, so they, let us, they, like, let us in back, and nobody was like, you can't be here, you need to leave. Like, we just walked in, we did what we wanted, because people are afraid to, like have a confrontation with somebody, A, but then B, they're also afraid that they like, will try to say something and then you won't understand and then there'll be some embarrassment or like loss of face on their part so they just avoid it altogether. So we're standing in this back room and it's just this giant warehouse just lined with beds, just every sort of horrific thing that you can imagine. I saw like this dude with, I think it's like this, like contused, like he had, his, his leg was broken and the bone was sticking out. Through. Compound. Com- yeah, compound fracture, and it had ruptured out outside of the skin and the legs. So like the jagged bit of the bone was just jammed yeah. out, and he was just laying there, writhing, screaming, screaming, oh God. screaming. Yeah, of course Yuna's he was. You there was. getting sca- getting like head scans while wow, so his while we wow, wait- like
0: fucking <clears throat> legs and he up was fluid. and this dude
2: was just like they're like ah. Like screaming. There's another guy who was a burn victim. He had just been like burned badly all over his body. He was laying there screaming, screaming. There were people that were high. There were people that were drunk, just screaming. Everybody, like tons of people, tied to beds. It was just super horrific. Brett, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't think Brett actually went to the hospital for that. I think Brett went home, and then I took those because those guys didn't know how to go to Chow Ray, and we went, we went to that hospital. But it was just. Total horror show, man. It oh was God. bad. Yeah. It was, it was horrific. It was scary. Um, in general, the hospitals are good. I wouldn't want anything serious. I had eye surgery done there. I had, like, my vision corrected. But LASIK surgery? Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. They had, like, a little laser robot thing, and they had the eye hospital in Saigon. is the best hospital in Vietnam. <clears throat> it went really well. It was really easy. It was great. And uh, it was, like, 800 bucks as yeah. opposed to the thousands of dollars you spend Yeah, I mean, that,
0: that's good testament, too, to, like, how fucked up healthcare is in the U.S. and just how the... the uh, It's like this runaway bureaucratic effect that has just, you know, skyrocketed costs.
2: Well, the problem is, man, they, they, they're like, oh, God, we have these insurance companies, and they're really fucking patients and hospitals over, and they're making it so that costs are driven way up, and they're increasing their profits, like... What can we do to fix this? We'll do something that will kowtow to the insurance companies and like help them out because we need them on our sides. Like, fuck the insurance companies. Get rid of the like anything that's like human well-being that should be socialized. Absolutely. Like one hundred. Like, why have people's lives? Like, why should somebody be like? I can't afford to have my cancer treated. Like, no. Like, you live in one of the richest industrialized nations in the world. Like, I don't care if my tax rate is fifty percent. Like I have no problem if I make, you know, like, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I it, you know, you're not a millionaire or whatever. You're not a multimillionaire, you know, when they're taking 90% of your money. Like I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care if my taxes were 90% right now as long as that 10% of the money was just like for fun things and everything else was taken care of. You know, like if you want to go out yeah, and eat, okay, shit. you spend your own money, but you have a grocery stipend. Every, you know, we get, everybody has groceries. Everybody has a house. Everybody has water. Everybody, like I, I question the value of, of like this America, the, you know, there's the post work. If you've read anything about like the post work world, like we're nearing that there aren't enough jobs for people. And as soon as we get automation, as soon as we get, like, effective robots... Robots are
0: already taken over. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, you know, you have robot baristas. They're way more effective, way more exact, and they can produce a more consistent product than a human. If, if I'm going to get an espresso, I want it to be a robot espresso. I don't want to... There's nothing, like, romantic about a human making an espresso for me. Like, if it tastes better and it's higher quality, I want a robot
0: to be... I make mean, it. basically, you already have a robot <laughs> making your espresso for you anyway. You just have a barista going up and pressing the button Yeah, exactly, you money. Exactly. And so know? now you see you go into McDonald's and you see that same kind of shit. Where you walk up to a touch screen and you're just like, oh, order this now, and then somebody comes and delivers it to you. And there
2: there are less mistakes, it's better. Indeed. But like there's society isn't served by having people who are miserable in their jobs do their jobs. Surely you've been to like a restaurant or some sort of service thing where somebody was there and they were fucking miserable.
0: Just last week, in fact, with my mom and my stepdad, I was at this Mexican joint and like, yeah, you can just see it in this poor girl's eyes, and I'm like, I know you're not, I mean, and okay, God, don't get me fucking started on how uh, the restaurant industry gets, the hospitality industry gets away with fucking over all of it. Movie
2: theaters too; they don't have to pay minimum wage. Yeah. Any entertainment industry, any restaurants and entertainment, they that, don't have to th- pay that, any that,
0: minimum wage. Like you're gonna live off of tips. It's like you're being forced to to rely on the kindness of strangers. <clears throat> Anyway, so I, that, like well, I, mean, I said, don't how did you me feel? Started. Your
2: your waiter, or your waitress was really shitty. Like, how did you she? Was, feel? No, she wasn't <clears> shitty.
0: <throat> she was just she was just kind of like blah, she She's just there, like, like you know, there, there's no interaction, which doesn't bother me. I'm indifferent <clears> to that. But you can just like, I could just see it in her eyes that she was definitely not, uh, you know, she wasn't happy to see us. And you know, right, you know, I, I guess I just hate how in America in the service industry you have to put on this fucking happy face, yeah. this fucking happy smiley face. No man, just fucking do your job, do it well. I don't give a fuck about the rest of that bullshit, yeah. man. Like, like, uh, and and God, you know, I, I I don't want to throw my dad under the bus, but I've I've seen him skimp on people's tips before. I'm like, Dad, that's somebody's fucking life. It's their food, that's that their, their water, that that's their how energy, they live. that's their heat. Yeah, and it's <clears> like <throat> like you're you're basing it off. You know, it's a fucking busy night. This person is fucking tired, rambling yeah. around. Pay for your food. They'll bring it out. I mean, j- just being served in general almost has Feels this like, hierarchy. Yeah, this, this hierarchical uh, uh, like mindset that it puts you in, and I I always feel awkward when people are like like waiting on a, on a table for me. I, like always, I always have. Yeah, and even too. to this day, I'm always just kind of like, uh, I and, say thank and, you way too much. I'm yeah, like, yeah, thanks, 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 thanks so much. Thanks, like, thanks, is, thanks. Sorry. I do. You, do
2: you sent? Have you ever sent food back? Hell no. Me either. No, no, nobody no, 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 no. in my family. Like it tastes like shit. They're like, "How is it?" I'm like, "Oh, it's good. Thank you." Yeah, yeah. Like I eat it because I'm 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 being served. Like I am apologetic. I feel terrible. I feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. Because like yeah, my family is like, you do
0: shit for yourself. Like when when people like flip out about like like legitimately get pissed off about hair being in their food. It was probably your fucking hair again. Yeah, with. pull that fucking hair out and eat your it goddamn was cooked. food. It
2: was cooked to a safe temperature. You're, like, It's clean. And even if
0: it wasn't, there's mm. probably nothing. There, the, the probability of something bad coming from that is so fucking low, anyway. But it, like people just let, like flip out. People just like they, they have to uh, uh, vent the negativity in their lives onto somebody else. There's uh,
2: that uh, that ca- that Camus book, The Fall. There's a long bit in it where the the guy the subject of the book is like every, everybody has to have somebody to condescend to. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, you, there it is. You got to go there. home and kick your dog or go home and like yell at your spouse yeah. or, you know, go to your job and yell at the people that have to come in or your workers or whatever. Like everybody. For, for me,
0: I condescend to PlayStation 3 controllers. Yeah. How many of those have you burned through? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I you're playing a video game, I'll condescend. Dude, I, when I'm playing video games, I like apologize to like video sprites, you know, like I, you play like a game like Fallout or something. Like I'm always the nice option. Sorry, I'm like excuse me, dude. You know, I've like, tried. i tried playing the villain I can't, of Fallout. I, just I can't do it. Yeah,
0: I'm like like I get I get I just get too wrapped up and like no. I'm no, like that's it right. I gotta be, that is isn't right. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <clears> no, but I did I did uh, I did nuke Junktown or uh, sorry. Um, oh fuck! It's, uh, it's Fallout Three. Sorry. Yeah yeah. yeah that I did town nuke with it The it bomb once. in the
2: center, Adam. It's called like. Adamstown, or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the uh, town with the oh, giant nuclear bomb. I feel in the like center. we're failing at nerds or,
0: <coughs> as nerds right now, but uh, I can't remember that, what that's it's what, called. yeah, yeah. I did nuke it once, and then from you go you to know, like Tenpenny Tower, or whatever, and you look you know, at Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is like talking about a dream, not, not a lot of uh, relation here, but anyway,
2: but yeah, so, I mean, that extends to everything, you know, like. Empathy. If you have kids who are nonverbal, you have kids who don't have reading or writing ability. If you're trying to assess their intelligence, one of the things that they fall back on, like for autistic kids and things like that in particular, is their their sense of empathy. Like a person's intelligence is directly tied to their ability to put themselves in somebody else's shoes. Oh yeah. And like, it's like, one of the
0: best parts about about human imagination. Yeah,
2: right? dude. Like sure. exactly. Like you enjoy something when you feel that it's real. When mm-hmm. you're in somebody else's shoes, you yeah. enjoy a movie when you're there with them. And like I like. I can't like a video game. Like these are imaginary people. You watch like Westworld. Have you seen this show?
0: Nope, I haven't. It's it's on my list. I won't tell you anything about okay. it. But
2: it's there's the Michael Crichton novel, which wasn't very good, and there was the '70s movie, which wasn't very good. The first movie to use CGI, coincidentally. But the the show is excellent, and it check that out right there. It's on, boom, it's literally Westworld. On my list. Michael
0: Crichton. Michael hey, Crichton.
2: Crichton. Hey, do you like Michael Crichton? I do. I've read almost. <sighs>
0: I've read about half of his books. I don't want to say almost all. I've read a lot of his books. year get... Jurassic Park, one and two. I read the books. Um, Congo. All really good. And oh, Strain. And Strain is good. I that when I was a kid. Yeah, dude. and uh, those are all really good, good books and the movies were all done poorly. Yeah. And I'm usually the type of guy who is like, I'm going to watch the movie or the show, like Game of Thrones, for example. I'm going to watch the fucking show to its completion before I pick up a book. Yeah. Because I know that the book is going to ruin the show for me. Finish one thing before you start the other. Indeed. Yeah. But everybody else wants to do it the other way around. They're like, oh, I'm going to finish the book, and now I can go watch the show. Oh, no, fuck that. Now, now you have these expectations going into the show. Enjoy mm-hmm. the show for what it is. Yeah. And then enjoy enjoy the book for what it is. And Plus, like.
2: Sometimes the show will do a lot of heavy lifting for you. You don't need to imagine the characters because exactly. you already have the faces. Yeah, you know? like, save yourself a couple yeah. hours of, of reading. Trying to remember, like, who's this person? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it does a lot of the work for you. But there's... Yeah, I mean... The, the book isn't as good as, as the new HBO series. The new HBO series is really excellent and it talks a lot about like what it means to be human. That's the focus of the show. But like this idea that like people exist purely to cater to your whimsy, like is really, like my family's poor, like we're all lower class, but we're all like, we're, we're educated. And so like, there's this there's this dichotomy of like, I can, I can speak in a certain way and I can enunciate and use correct grammar and do this and do this and, and I can pass as somebody that should be wearing a suit and doing this, but I can also, you know, wear a shitty t-shirt and like fix my lawnmower and you know, fix a scooter and fix a car and like, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, fucking this bullshit. And, like, you know, I use fucking bad language most of the time. But, like, it's... As you should. Yeah. Intelligent yeah, people usually do. That's, that's <laughs> yes. like a
0: scientific study. Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway. But, but this, this, this idea that there, there, there are, like, classes of people. I'm like, I've, I've had jobs. I've had service jobs, particularly when I was a kid, where people just treat you like shit. You know, like my, like my wife is, she's just, she, you know, has been living in the United States for like four years now and she's working as a cashier at Target and like people will come in and just do like, just treat her like complete shit. Dirt. I hate that shit. You're somebody that I can yell at. You know, there's that (laughs) peanut. (laughs) There's that, there's that child psychology concept. Like how an adult treats a kid is like holding a mirror up to them and so like if somebody's like you know you're a piece of shit or I'm yelling at you, and you for whatever you've done or I'm ignoring you like you are looking at that adult and you're seeing a reflection of yourself and you're like oh like I'm a person who should be ignored I'm a person who should be yelled at I'm a person who yeah like when I try to talk to people they scream at me like that's who I am and like you're forming this sense of self and I like it's like empathy makes it so that like when you're engaging with other people you're not there isn't that sort of thing where you're like I said that condescending where you're looking at them and you're like I'm the type like I look at you and I deride you because I'm the type of person who when I look in that mirror of our interaction I'm above you and you are fucking dirt like that I can't look in a mirror I can't see I can't see that in another person when I'm with them Mm -hmm. like even even like even a even you know if if you have like a waiter who's just terrible at their fucking job like, I'm not, I have no malice for them. I'm like, man, they, these are really terrible. Like, but I'm not like, fuck them. Like, don't give them a tip. I'm not like, fuck them. like, I, I'm just like, hey, well,
0: that's, I, I don't want to go do that. Maybe again. they're having a bad day. Yeah, exactly. Day. Exactly. Maybe they're like this every day. It doesn't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You have no idea. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you have no way of knowing they're, unless they're you person. go there all the time. They're
2: a person. They're <laughs> yeah, subjectively exactly. probably going through some shit, but it's, it's that, back to what we were talking about, like that idea, like people being in jobs they hate doesn't really help anybody. Like there no. are people who, who, you know, make good money being a waiter and who enjoy it. There are people who make good money being a, a guard at the museum and they enjoy it. And there are people who, you know, take the trash out and they enjoy it. There are people who fix cars and they enjoy it. There are people who manage companies and they enjoy it. There are people who, you know, do this, do whatever, flip burgers. It doesn't matter what the job is. There are people who enjoy those things. And we aren't helping by forcing this this sense of worth on people, where we're like, you are defined by your job, you are defined by your Mm -hmm, paycheck, mm -hmm. you need to get money and you need to work in order to have worth. And and we've even we've
0: even Mm -hmm. actually said that in this conversation, where you have, oh, you're upper class, you're middle class, you're lower class. All of a sudden, you've started classifying people, which, okay, it makes sense to do that on an objective uh, plane, but. Once you start, you know, uh, looking at people as humans, you can't you can't look at them. You can't look That's, at people like one that. Of the are all we, the fucking same.
2: Yeah, this country was started to get away from classism, mm-hmm. and like we won't talk about it. Like we, you know, people moved here to get away from lords and ladies, and they got you know moved here to get away from that. Like it's come fucking full circle, yeah, hasn't and, it? And Jesus, we've totally, we've totally come straight back to it. Yep. Cause yeah, because we don't we don't have titles. You you know you aren't sir so and so, you aren't lady so and so, but you still are in a position where, oh, your dad was rich, you're gonna be rich. Like, oh, your your mom was poor, you're gonna be poor. Like,
0: sorry. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. That's just how it is. <clears throat> sorry. ain't ain't broke, don't fix it.
2: <clears throat> maybe you could have been a genius, maybe you could have cured cancer, maybe you could have cured AIDS, maybe you could have created a perpetual energy machine, maybe you could But
0: really sorry. <clears throat> but you're, you're, yeah. you're gonna have to stay down there. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know there's that, that 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 concept how do you how do you make a just society? You get really intelligent people together. And you have them decide how work is divided, how stuff is done, and then you t- make sure that they understand that they will, if they make groups, they are going to be randomly assigned to one of the groups. And 100%, none of those societies that are made from that will have slavery. None of those societies will have like upper class and lower class because you're like, shit, it's great being upper class. It's great being rich as fuck. But I don't want to be poor. If I, if there's a chance that I might be assigned to that, like, I don't. I don't want to grow up in a poor school that doesn't have money for, like, the arts. I don't want to grow up in a poor school that doesn't have money for their science program. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I don't want to be handicapped in that way. And nobody does. Yet, every fucking day, like, as a nation, we are allowing people to be handicapped. And <clears throat> there's this, like, oh, you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps? Fuck you. Like, n- like no, you didn't. Like, you know, there's... I, Mark Twain, you know, he made that joke standing on the... That was... Uh, Newton but he made that reference to standing on the shoulders of giants that thing that was said about Newton that was really an insult about a short man but that idea that you are building upon what has come before you like Mark Twain talked about that a lot and he was like I can't I'm not proud of the work that I've done and it's not because I'm like I look at it and I think it's shit it's because I really had nothing to do with it I was born at this time in this place with these things and this is what came out of that and the other side of that is I'm not ashamed of anything I've done either. Because I was born in this place at this time with these things and that's how I came out. And that that idea that people are where they are born and what they're what they're what they're what they're what they are reared to be, like, why don't why don't we try to create a society of people who are reared to all be just amazing and awesome and, you know, powerful scientists and genius and artists. Like why are we creating this society where we have kids that are like, "I'm gonna play football?" It's like no, you're not like you're poor like you're you may have that dream, but like you know your chances of that are your chances are better of winning the lottery in your state
0: and it like and there <clears> there's there's kind of an a like a certain point in in life and in, in when the a kid re- reach, re- reaches like a certain age and it actually it kind of reminds me of segregation like back in the fifties when like uh after the age of like Eight or ten or something like that, like the parents would be like, No, you can't hang out with her, she's black. Yeah. She, you know, she hangs out with the other It's Like, black oh, you people. can't you hang, hang out you with you that get, kid. Get, yeah. <clears throat> They're bad. But news. we're best friends. And you know Sorry. Sorry. That's just sorry. that's just the way it is. Your life's
2: going in a different direction, kid.
0: So I mean that might not have been <clears throat> the best analogy, but that's what it reminded me of.
2: Well, no, I mean, surely growing up, there were kids that your parents were like, Don't hang out with them. <clears throat> and it wasn't because, like, I mean, they could have been psychopaths or sociopaths I don't know but I mean it was probably because that kid is a bit lower class you know and like I, I had the same thing and it wasn't like yeah maybe he, didn't behave the same you know had behavioral like, issues or yeah. whatever
0: I yeah, definitely you know I had kids, like, friends like that where my parents were like we don't want you hanging out with him anymore
2: and it's like what did, what did he do
0: yeah exactly like
2: he, that's just how he was raised man It has nothing
0: to do with him if but anything it's like the opposite you know yeah. the, the more privileged bring people up Exactly. And that well there's that, like. there's
2: That's that research nice. where, you know, schools are really
0: segregated now,
2: despite oh the fact that they, they ought not to have like, laws against especially it. Especially in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. It is like one of the most segregated <laughs> cities in the country. Well maybe the world.
2: Having having impoverished kids and having the like having black children study with white kids in these richer schools does nothing to the rich people. It does not affect them in any way. But it improves the lives of the the poorer children, of the black children, remarkably. Yeah, yeah. Like by a huge degree. So nobody, nobody. It's to no one's detriment, and it's to everyone's benefit.
0: Like, well, <laughs> it's like the conversation we had earlier about uh, convincing a religious man to abandon faith for reason. Uh, you know, the, the facts never really <clears throat> sold anybody like that, and it's kind of the same way with. People a segregatory mind, but well, to- dude, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the brakes on here because right. we've been at dude almost like two hours. Shit. This is by far the longest by- i can keep sorry. going, no, no, <laughs> no. Please don't be sorry. It's perfect. All right, this good. is great. And again, uh, this is like the first time that me and this motherfucker have ever really got to, like sit down and hang out at length. We like, rapped. first time. Really rapped. Yeah, we did big time. <laughs> and you know, Brett has like he dipped out. Yeah, well, he dipped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does that sometimes. Um, but yeah, you know, he's fucking like told me so much about you that I felt like I like had a pretty good impression already. Brett's a legend, man. Yeah, he really he's, is, so. dude.
2: He's 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 gonna be he's gonna be a name that a lot of people know. He is right now, but I think even more so very soon. I That's what we're hoping
0: are... for. Like like the mm-hmm. Violent Fem shows have have mm-hmm. really um, started. Like the ball you know, rolling, moving the pieces in the direction that we want them to go to that that we've been trying to 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 the you know goals and objectives that we've been trying to hit along the way that we started like a year and a half ago. where now those goals are you know, closer than the horizon mm-hmm. is, and we're like starting to see like really cool stuff happen, really fucking exciting. So um, anyway, let's let's call it there, man. This is really right. cool. We should do it again. Of course, we should like we should have Pleasure. you come up to. Uh, a lot of, well, the only time we've ever done this podcast is in Silver Lake, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. which is like near, uh, like an hour outside of Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. But um, we could have you come up there. It'd be super fun. Um, we'll do it again. Yeah. Jesus you do Christ. I could have do, done mm-hmm. another hour for sure, but I, I've got to keep these things.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to edit this down. Yeah, content yeah. Exactly. And listenability I, gotta, because I can't. It's I, gonna be terrible otherwise.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like we had, dude. Today was great. So golden. Thanks for doing it, man. Right, Fucking yeah. a. Likewise. Sweet buddy. All right. Keep, keep it up. See you keep later, homies. Max right. Bottle's gonna take it over next week. See ya. <laughs>